did his pow wow. The Pow Wow with Mo podcast. What up? Welcome to the Pow Wow with Mo podcast. I am Mo. I am Pow Wow. And this is episode 30. Sweet. The Dirty 30. Or the Thirsty 30. I don't know. Um, We do have a new podcast cover this week. We do. I'm pretty excited. I wanted to put it up as soon as I made it because I was all excited about it. Yeah. I think it's cool. It's got like hidden shit in the background Mm -hmm. that are like things we'll talk about or enjoy. Um, The pictures took me forever to make them look like kind of cool. Yeah. I guess. I'm not photogenic. You're a lot more photogenic than me. Yeah. Um, So I just... Basically what I did, because I took, I had your picture done a long time ago, <laughs> and I just couldn't get a picture of me, so I would just about every week take random pictures of me, where I would like just look different directions and make random. And ran- you get a good picture? But I would make random faces, because I don't smile. Yeah, you don't. It, I don't look right trying to smile. <laughs> so I would just make goofy random faces, and then out of those hundreds of pictures, I finally found one that looked half natural, even though it's me doing a weird face. I feel like that's how most girls do selfies. They take hundreds of pictures until they find the exact one. That's what my right. wife does. So um, when you first got to my house this morning, you yeah. were like, I'm ready to rant I am. So, about something. I have so. a few things. So one, I'm um, not going to use any names on either one of these stories. So the first one, um, and we'll just say my wife's family. Okay. okay. Um, so there is uh, a woman on my wife's side of the family that has some children. Um, and she. So it's a non sterile woman in his <laughs> wife's family. Correct. Narrowing it down. Exactly. Um, and so basically, we've helped her out a few times in the past. Right. And we had told her after the last time hey, don't just keep hitting us up if you need something from us. Why don't you bring the kids over and hang out? And so my wife has consistently tried doing so. Right. Every time it's either very short, basically no, or anything like that. It's the bare minimum. Exactly. It's like when your mom's like, I'll give you 20 bucks if you come to the movie with me. And you're like, all right, this movie, 63 minutes. We're watching that one. Exactly. It's that scenario. It's exactly what it is. And so yesterday, she gets a text message. Hey, I need some diapers. Go buy some. (laughs) You're right. How about it? <laughs> so she goes, well, I don't, I don't have any money right now. Okay. And so we let her know, you know, okay, sorry, we're not, we're not going to help right this moment. And I was talking with Jill because then she calls. We got to save up for microphones, God damn it. Right. And so then she calls. Jill doesn't answer the phone. And so then she texts again. I go, you know what, Jill? I don't mind because it's the kids that need something. It's not like they want cigarettes or anything like that. Right. So I'll go buy a box of diapers and I'll bring it over. Well, just to that quick point, because I understand, and I'm not trying to be the conservative hard ass here. Yeah. Um, but like with food stamps, right? Uh, a lot of people are like, well, the food's for the kids. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it is. And I'm not even going to bring up the fact people sell their food stamps. Yeah. Let's say it is. <laughs> 100% they use all their food stamps yeah. for food. When all of their other money is going to shady shit, and I'll say these people are, but just in general, like cigarettes, drugs, alcohol, gambling, whatever, things yeah. that you probably shouldn't waste your money on, and then you can do that because your income supplemented from this other thing, even though it is for the kids. Yeah. 
it's because the adults are normally not agreed. I don't know, it's weird. It is. I don't know. And so I go to the store. Okay, I have to get a few things myself anyway. So I go there and I get a box of diapers. Right. I call Joe. Go. Hey, let her know I'm gonna come by. I'm gonna drop them off. We got okay? that cheap shit too. So as always, stay strapped. Okay. Because I don't know what's gonna happen, especially going to the place that I know where I'm going. Right. So I go over there and I knock on the door. We've watched Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> exactly. So I knock on the door, right? And this is a small apartment. Like, I can take 10 steps and get from one side of the apartment to the other. Okay. Takes her a good mm, minute to come open that door. I hear her walking around. Immediately becomes suspicious. Yeah. Okay. So she opens the door, hunchback. I seen her about a month ago. She's just bent over. I'm real sick. <laughs> she's trying to block the door so I can't see inside. Right. So as she's talking to me, she slightly moves. There is a mattress on the living room floor with some random guy sleeping on it. Who the hell are you? Because you're not allowed to have anybody else adults living in this house. Right. Okay. Okay, that's fine. So, here's your box of diapers. Afternoon to lot, sir. Okay. I don't think we can judge too hard. It's fine. Here's your box of diapers. I smell cigarettes the entire time. Right. All right. There's trash on the floor. Whatever. I'm done. Okay. I've, I've done move past it. I'm helping the kid out by giving some diapers. At least you got it taken care of there. I, I'm going to leave. Okay. Right. So I leave. So I forget all about it. I'm done. Whatever. Sleep fine. Then this morning, on the way over here, I go and grab a drink. And oh, I thought this was a whole different rant. I don't no, know. No, no, no. This is the same thing. Okay. So I go and get my bottle of water and pack of gum like I do every time I come over here. Right. I'm leaving the store. And who enough is walking down the road into that store? She is. Uh-huh. Okay. Wait a second. What's she walk out with? A brand new pack of smokes and a drink. So you don't have money to buy diapers. Well, yeah. But now you have money to buy smokes and a drink. And I don't know what else is in your pockets because I didn't go, you know, frisk and ask what she had. Right. So I call Jill. Jill, you won't fucking believe what I just seen. And she goes, well, she just called and said, hey, I don't have any money for anything. No, we're done. We're done at this point. Yeah. And again, I have spent hundreds of dollars giving things. I have no problem helping kids out because, again, I don't think a kid should have to deal with the bad issues that the parents are making. So I see her walking. I, I almost ask, do you need a ride? But then I go, you know what? No. And you swerved and clipped it. No. No. <laughs> No, I, I'm not going to ask, because then the first thing that came to my head after that, I go, oh, shit, she has kids. <laughs> where is these kids at? She walked here. Right. So I don't know where the hell these kids are. It's a good 10-minute walk from there to her apartment. That's a brisk walk, okay? She's not walking briskly. Yeah. I don't know if that's a word or not, but it, I'm using it. I think you can take any word. <laughs> Add an L.E. on it. And it's, and it's fine, right? Yeah. And so, I just, it infuriates me if you ask for help. I have no problem helping if I'm able to do so. Right. But make sure you're helping yourself first. And I had this long-ass conversation when she stayed at my house, took up the blow-up bed because she didn't have a mattress. And I said, just take my blow-up bed. That's fine. Take the sheets that are on it and blanket so that way you've got something. That's fine. I don't know where the blow-up bed's at now. Right. This is like a $60 blow-up bed, giant, queen-size Blah, blah. Got the headboard built in. <laughs> right. Just everything is, is nice. And she just, I guess she thinks I'm stupid. Well, you keep giving her money. Must I, be. I must be, <laughs> right? Must be. 
but when she was walking, she kind of like slowly looked at me because like, who the hell is this chick looking at me for a second? And I'm like, oh, that's who the fuck it is. Right. That's what I'm going to wait a second. It'd be funny if she like hit her drink. Yeah, and then <laughs> put it off on the side. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, honestly, my first thought, and this is in a less serious scenario, is when we were younger, mm-hmm. clearly before seven years ago, not that this is illegal or anything, but we had a friend that would ask for money a lot. Yeah. And the way me and you, when me and you lived together, it was different. Uh, we were pretty much treated the same and it all yeah. worked about the same. But when me and you didn't live together, it came quickly how like we got different stories. Oh, yeah. But like yours stories would always be of like in a bad scenario. Uh-huh. Like come on this hardship electric bill, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And that would normally get you. And mine would normally be like. This thing came up where if I can get like six hundred dollars <laughs> together, I can get a big score, and then I can sell that, yeah. and I'll make bank. And I'd be like, "No, I'm good." And then, if, or if he would just ask and not give any details, like I need twenty bucks, I'm like, "All right, let me pay me back." Yeah. But he would normally pay me back way yeah. quicker than he would pay you back. But to you, got always got the sob story. Always, always. And I don't know. I never understood. It seemed like it would have been the other way. Yeah, but I guess I guess people know, or the ones that know me know that I, I'm a little more. Uh... Well, the thing is, I'm fairly like a nice, compassionate person. Yeah. I'm just mean on the outside. Exactly. Like yeah. someone asked me for money, I'll make fun of you for a while. Yeah. And I'm, you're gonna earn it a little bit. Exactly. Right? I'm gonna make fun of you for some shit. Yeah. But I really am fairly nice. Like I'd help you with whatever. For sure. But I might like make fun of you for a minute. Yeah, and it was it just very so. Silly. Yeah, that that was the dumb the dumbness that I've dealt with from yesterday through this morning. Um, okay, one thing to camp on the podcast last week, and I'll, there's a lot of times I listen to our podcast when mm-hmm. I'm mixing it, and I'm like, God damn it, why didn't I mention this? Yeah, or whatever. Right? You mentioned washing vegetables because of pesticides, mm-hmm. and then my th- I do have a thought that I've always had on this is. I've always thought it was kind of dumb for people to wash their vegetables. I do it. Now, if I have fruit or vegetables yeah. or whatever, I'm going to wash it, run over cold water, and blah, blah, blah. But nowhere in my mind do I think it's better because I'm like, you got to boil that shit if you're going to get all these things off. Like, cold water ain't going to do nothing to this shit. Even the hottest water out of your... Really, you're can... just getting the dirt and whatever's right. sitting on the outside. And so I was just like, I've always had that thought. I mean, I always do it, but every time I do it, I'm like... Well, this seems pointless. Right, but you still do it. <laughs> it's cold water. Same here. I do the cold water with the little scrubby, and it's like, yeah, I'm getting it off, but mainly you're just get, Like when you do it with potatoes, really, I just do it to get all that dirt off so whenever I boil them, they don't fucking have dirt all over it. Right, and then one little other thing I had was I don't – and I told you this before we started. I, I make like a list on my memos uh-huh. app, and a lot of times I don't put the full <laughs> thought. Yeah. I put like four words. I'm like, I'll know exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. That's normally not the case. But here I have the White House photo released with Pence. I know this was like a week ago, and so mm-hmm. it's old news now or whatever. But it's like they released this photo of they're doing something, but Pence was actually like out of the country mm-hmm. or at least out of the city at the least. I remember all the details. It's been a while. And to me, that is just 100% the presidential branch just lying. Mm-hmm. Like not even like – well, he just spoke out of turn or they didn't really know. Like, this was them being like, here's our proof, and then getting caught yeah. that they fucked up. And it's just not even a thing. It doesn't matter anymore. And it's just not even a thing. Like, whereas then I go, again, to Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. To me, it makes all the sense in the world a married man's going to lie about getting a blowjob from an intern at work. Yeah. But for everyone else, it's like, but he lied. <laughs> and you were like, well, I mean, I get it. I get why he lied, right? He didn't want to get caught. I blah, get blah, it, blah. yeah. But... 
this is like just a blatant like mm-hmm. I could have just took a took a fucking another photo or found one without pins in it. I don't know. Or just Photoshop the shit out. So you tell me y'all ain't got Photoshop in the White House? I know, and I know we're trying to get a little more off politics because some people get annoyed. Other people enjoy enjoy it or yeah. whatever. Um But that one just seemed like a blatant like, God damn it, it you idiot. It was a little nuts. Um so one thing I want to bring up this week, and I know you had seen it as well, is the National Geographic uh, that came out about these sea nomads. Yes. Um, they live anywhere um, on the in the water, and from Philippines to Malaysia to right. Indonesia. I didn't actually see the National Geographic. Um, there was a something, some Discovery Channel something at some time that I'd watched that it showcased them. Yeah, right. and so basically, it's the this this tribe um, that for over a thousand years now, this has been their lifestyle, and they just dive into the water, and this is a hunt, fish, right. all this. Basically, the premise from what I remember of it is they almost most of them never touch land. Yeah, I mean in their whole life. Yeah, I mean they don't inter- most of them are birthed on a boat and, and they're not even like huge boats. No, I mean they're those little bitty ass canoes that are like 13 foot long, but they're like a half a foot wide. Right. Um, where you can't even sit down, they're but sitting then on their some feet. Some of them are like uh, water world skiffs where it's like they're connected by nets between two boats and they have all their shit between them. Yeah. Like, there's some crazy well, stuff. And on these ones, like they have houses that are built in the water. Right. Um, but these people, so again, they've been consistently doing this for a thousand years. Right. Um, I guess for lack of better words, their body, their spleen has evolved to where they can now stay underwater for 13 minutes at 200 feet deep. That's dope. It's crazy, because I'm lucky if I could hit a minute. Well, and I'm curious on how their spleen evolved, because I've always been under the impression that spleens are useless to us. So, that is what I thought as well, right? Because I'm like, because you can get it taken out, and you can still live, and you're I fine. I guess you can't swim without it. <laughs> well, what it does is it helps recycle your red blood cells, because when you go underwater, um, your body immediately goes, I can't remember the medical term where it, it constricts your blood vessels, slows down your heart rate, um, right. so that way you can stay underwater longer. Well, they have a disproportionately large spleen that allows them to help recycle their red blood cells to stay underwater longer. Sweet. I guess I'm assuming grabbing more oxygen out of each cell. I, I don't know. Right. They don't really go into full detail, not like I would know medically. They have what gills really on their about. neck. Right. <laughs> um, but when they were showing this, because they were comparing it to a tribe, that was literally right on land, just short ways away. Right. Okay. Completely different, but they were very close to each other. Just to see, well, let's take a look at it. Um, so the guy who had done this, um, or the lady, excuse me, that had done this, she first didn't want to just go in there with medical equipment and tried to, because they wouldn't let him do it. Right. Um, so then she kind of got with them, and then the second time she came back, she wanted to take pictures, and they were very intrigued that, hey, you want to do this? That's fine. They found that uh, the median... 50% of the tri- or f- the tribe that was living on water, they had a 50% larger spleen than the individuals that lived on land. And they believe, because again, this is just starting getting into that research. They are they can't you know tell from just the week or whatever that they've been doing this. Um, but they believe that that, because it's a gene, PDE10A, I guess that people you know knows what each gene is, um, that is supposed to help them. Um, Stay underwater longer, and it's actually a, a thyroid hormone. Um, but I just find it crazy that because again, I didn't know I didn't know spleens could help you stay underwater longer. Right. Um, so if you have a larger spleen, you have you could have the ability to stay underwater longer. Right. And my I have two thoughts on it. Really, 
Um, one, a lot of people, like me and you, I think will be like, oh, this is clear, like evolution is kind of a thing, right? Uh-huh. Um, and then people that be against evolution be like, it's not evolution, that's an adaptation. And I would be like, I think that's... Same thing. Well, like evolution is just like the people with the adaptations outbreed those without them. <laughs> exactly. And then eventually it's like the norm. Like that's what evolution is. Um, but also like the Ethiopian tribes, like the people that are really good at marathons, mm -hmm. it's not all, it's not like every African's great at marathons, right? Like yeah. a, that's a fucking continent. It's a big place. But there's like a place in Ethiopia where this certain tribe, they migrated thousands of years ago up to this really tall plateau. Yeah. So, like, all the Ethiopians that are born up in this really high altitude, it's something with their red blood cells as well. Like, they just have so much more stamina because of where they run and grow up and all that. It's kind of like the whole Denver effect in professional yep. sports, right? And so, anyway, they come down from their mountain and go to New York City Marathon, and they're just smoking motherfuckers because yeah. it's just where they've lived forever. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, that's – I don't think of that as evolution, but it kind of – it's evolved those people to do something that other people can't. So yeah. it kind of is. I don't know. It's interesting for sure. Agreed. And we probably won't see much of that in the future because the world's getting smaller. Not literally, you know, but everyone's like interbreeding, not saying that's bad or anything, but like you can just go anywhere. Like the chances of like it, an enclosed China, right? That only yep. bred with Chinese people forever to see what that, what that would produce look wise, which we've even seen what it produced look wise. That's why every fucker looks different. Um, anyway, it's crazy stuff. Um, Great. I did have a random question for you. I yeah. saw where there's this place called the center of the universe in Tulsa. There is. I've never been there, but I know what you're talking about. Okay. And I was like, I'm sure curious. I want to check it out. I guess I'm, you stand in a circle mm -hmm. and you can talk and people can't hear you. Yeah. That's what it says. I'm like, that's a little nuts. And not like, this is a circle as in like, they made a circle of bricks. Yeah. So you know where the location's at. And if you're standing there talking, people cannot hear you outside of the circle. Next time I go up there that I've got the time, I do want to go by there. Cause I know I was reading about this week. I was like, like, holy shit. Well, I had never heard of it until I had seen it on a Facebook post. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. I've never heard of that shit. Right. Um, there's plenty of stuff in Tulsa I've never heard of. Right. Um, but I, I do... I do know about it, but no, I've never been there, but I do want to go. And if I do, I'll let you know. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so uh, we had talked about this slightly. Um, you're a huge Smallville fan. I did enjoy it. Um, I do enjoy some Smallville. So I hate Superman. <laughs> yeah, but and I like think that's Smallville. why I like Smallville because I've always hated him. But whatever reason, that take on him, I like. Yeah. I mean, and it was pre before he was like Superman, Superman right. all the time. Um, so Allison Mack. Um, of Smallville was charged with sex trafficking. Chloe. Yes. The blonde-haired nerdy girl. Um, she was charged with sex trafficking um, because she was participating in a group called Nexium. Yeah, and I think, I could be wrong. I know I had on my notes one week to bring up that she's been linked to a sex cult. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I brought it up or ever or not. The, and that's what they're that's what they're trying to determine is whether it's, so it's like, a cult or not. Right. The sex cult news broke probably four months ago, mm -hmm. and now this is the new news of her being actually... Yes, and well, it's because there was another actor, um, I believe, from Smallville, um, that was on there. Yeah, Kristen Kruick. Yeah, she was Lana. She's the main chick. So she was in it, but she she left five years ago and said there was never um, any illegal or nefarious activity. However, there was a small sect inside of it um, called DOS. And it's a Latin phrase loosely translated to Lord or Master of the Obedient Female Companions. Or the Vow. Trying to get in this cult. Um, basically, the DOS operated with levels of women slaves. Right. Headed by masters. 
The slaves were expected to recruit other slaves on their own, and then they would become a master themselves, who in turn owed service to not only their masters, but also the masters above them in this DOS pyramid. So a giant MLM. Right. <laughs> At the end of the day. Um, for, for crazy sex, I guess. Um, Honestly, they're all consenting. I have no problem with it. Well, and that's the thing is some of them are saying, at least is what this reporter is saying, is that some of them may not have been consenting. Right. That's what I heard. Um, but I found it crazy, okay, that they were getting cauterized with a cauterized pen with a symbol that unbeknown to them incorporated Rainier's initials. I don't know how you get something burned onto you and you don't know there's initials on it. Oh, uh, maybe it's a cool design. <laughs> That's one badass design. Now, you I think you're initials. stupid to put your initials on a design you're going to burn on someone. That's called evidence. At least the tattoo, you can get covered up. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's dumb. Um, dumb for sure. So, yeah, little little crazy to me, um, but we'll see what ends up coming out of it. Um, I don't know, it, you know what kind of charges of everything that's going to come against her, but that was just came up uh, a day ago. Dude, I want to join a cult so, so bad. <laughs> like, just not drink the Kool-Aid cult? I mean... Because here's the thing, like, I don't think, the reason I never even thought about going to the military besides the fact I was too fat for them to recruit me, and I had, like, uh -huh. a badass ASVAB score, um, was because I, I know the process, they got to, like, break you. Yeah. And I knew that, like, I would be the one that was, like, really rather hard to break, or, like, I wouldn't have ever broke, and in the back of my mind, I've always been like, you're all fucking crazy. Yeah. And I feel like the same reason why I don't go to a church now, because I don't want to be an asshole about it, mm -hmm. right? And so I feel like in the cold, I would never fully believe their message. But yeah. I would love to just see the people that do and the thing like I was telling you last week, the Wild Wild Country show. Yep. Like there's some film there of the shit they do, and it seems so crazy. I mean, a lot of it's uncomfortable to watch, but it's like I would just love to experience a cult firsthand. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that'd be a fun be a experiment. Little, again, as long as you could get out of it without, right? You know, as long as it wasn't some like blood in, blood out gang cult. Exactly right. It, that wouldn't be as fun. It'd be a little crazy. Um, I don't know <laughs> if you seen. I assume you did, and I, I'm probably going to destroy this name because again, I didn't really know about him, but plenty of people apparently listened to him. Um, Tim Burling, um, the stage name Avicii. Um, I know. What you're talking about, because I saw a headline, had no idea who that was. Me neither. But I see all these people posting like they knew who he was or listened to his music. Um, I guess he had a couple of songs. Um, Levels and Wake Me Up. The Wake Me Up? No, it's probably not. <laughs> right? Um, um, I don't know. I, I had no I, idea. That's what I was going to ask you. I just didn't know if you knew who this guy was, because you're a little more musically inclined right. than I am. Well, and that, I was going to say this earlier, but I'll go ahead and bring this up. One of my topics this week was this week, I actually went on this whole... Um, I'm going to listen to some new music kick, right? Because uh -huh. I, I get really into like just podcasts. I listen to so many podcasts, and I don't really listen to music very much. And honestly, it's just really hard to listen to music and not want to make it. Mm -hmm. So like right now, friends, all week I've been wanting to record really bad. But writing's it's not necessarily that it's hard. It's just time-consuming. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to explain. But anyway, so I've been listening to a lot of stuff, so I wanted to give some impressions on some modern rappers. Okay. Um, I know the Migos are a thing, and they've been a thing forever. They were on season one of Atlanta, and I love Atlanta, so therefore I want to like them. Yeah. Their beats are amazing, or whatever. But people act like these motherfuckers are lyrical geniuses, and I just, I don't see it. None of the rappers I listen to, I listen to a bunch of rappers this week, probably like 20 rappers. None of them said one line 
where I was like, holy shit, how'd you think of that? Right. And I guess that's how I judge shit. Yeah. Right. There's like, if I could hear a line and I'm like, I can't believe I didn't think of that. That's like when I get like, oh man, they're good. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, and then I'm, you look at YouTube comments, right? So anyway, the Migos have this song with Drake called Walk It Like Talk It or whatever. And it's pretty good. It's a very catchy hook. The video is awesome. But the people in the comments are like quoting the song and they're like, the things they're quoting of that's a badass line. I'm like, that's nothing. That's not even clever. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? For sure. And then like, uh, I like this dude. I have no idea how to pronounce his name. It's like X-X-X-T-E-N. Is he the one who makes the random sound? T-A-C-I-O-N or whatever. I don't know. He's more of like a singer rapper. Okay. But he looks fucking, they all look fucking crazy. They all have dreads. They're all colored. They have a lot of tattoos. Mm-hmm. They're all light skinned black dudes or white guys. I don't know. All these rappers look basically the same. Um, I mean, they look fucking different, but all the same. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. So anyway, I, but I really like this one guy. So I will say I like him because I like his songs. But whenever you type in his name in a YouTube, it's nothing but parents react to his awful lyrics. And then you listen to his lyrics, and I'm like, do parents even know what Kim was by Eminem on the Marshall Mathers LP? Because that is way worse than any song that any person's currently making. Yeah. And so for y'all to be like, the guy said the word suicide in a song, parents freak out. It's like, Eminem was killing bitches. All right. Yeah. <laughs> y'all don't even understand. So that was weird. Uh, Cardi B is like the new big thing, right? Yeah. She's a new number one female. Mm-hmm. Now I like her personality because John Oliver showed a clip of her doing this whole, the government take a 40% on taxes. What the fuck they spending my money on? And it's great. Yeah. It's great. Like, so her personality seems cool. But as far as her music, I listened to a few of her songs. Maybe I didn't hear the route ones. I don't think she's great. I don't think she's better than Nicki Minaj. I still say Nicki Minaj is the best female rapper because I just think I think she's got bars. I just yeah. do. Um, but Cardi B seems cool. Her best song I heard was called Bickenhead, which guess what? Was just the fucking weird al yankovich version of chicken head in which she's rapping <laughs> bickin head and i love the song chicken head so i'm like well of yeah. course i like this it's the same beat but i don't know i, I don't love cardi b um i did like this guy i think his name was lil skies mm-hmm. he has a song called red roses and i only liked it because he has a because he has a line in the hook and this isn't good enough to say it's great but it was uh i got all the drugs in the world that you need but i just get how to pass time bitch i ain't no fiend and i don't know why but i think it was really funny and i yeah. like laughed i was like i'll download that shit um and then there's been a couple other songs here there's this dude named kyle i mad props to anyone who just goes by their fucking artist name is kyle my name is kyle and he's a singer every song i've heard of his it sounds exactly the same but i like them really they're all like catchy yeah. and shit and i'm like oh, i like this guy um so isn't anyway it, like i said isn't there that rapper who's like i mean that's like all of them, man. Uh, no, like there's a dude who I had seen multiple times. That that's what his. Uh, I mean, rap I know is. I don't know what. I don't know if he's trying to say something. Are or you talking he, about the British dude? Yeah, I know you're. Talk, I don't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. But I'm just like, seriously, people buy that, right? I know I need to get into Logic because he's like lyrical, and there's a few other lyrical people I need to get into. Mm-hmm. But I was basically this week. I was like, let me figure out if there's anything good in this mumble rapping, and then. I guess my two last points on on all these new mumbleish rappers is it makes me very sad that Lil Wayne's the father of it. Yeah. 
Because at the, I love Lil Wayne, but there was clearly like the when he was on Too Much Lean songs. Yeah. And I enjoyed those songs. And it was awesome because he was the first. Yeah. But basically now it's like a whole genre is created so to it's, pretend. It's like, like T Pain with his auto tune and then everyone just. Right. It was hijacked. like everyone, let's just try to pretend that we were Lil Wayne on Lean. And that's our genre now. Yeah. And they're not all like that, but a lot of it is. And you're like, I don't know. I just feel like. So it makes me sad, but I also want to like it because it's like. Anyway. And then. You're conflicted of which way to also, go. Don't think any of these rappers are what I would call a real rapper. They're all hype men. They're hype men without a rapper. So like, it's like if a hype man made a song, yeah, without an actual like lyrical rapper. It'd be like if back in the day Flava Flav just got to make his own songs and yeah. Public Enemy wasn't a thing. It was just nope, just Flava Flav on a song. <laughs> like that's what Flava today's Flav. that's what today's modern rappers are. Yep, and it kind of drives me nuts. That's crazy. Um, so I don't know if you've seen this, but there's these new contact lenses that'll be coming out in 2019, uh, where they get darker. Like, um, kind of like the tinted shades. Yes, very Badass. much like tinted shades, except for the contacts. Now, first thing that came to my mind is I want to get these contacts because I want to get demonized. I thought I wanted. I thought they were gonna turn into like you know demonized, turned all black. I'm like, I'm about to get some contacts right. and freak the fuck out of some people. Like as soon as someone turns on the light, <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> but no, that's not what's gonna happen. They're gonna have this slight gray color, and they said if you have dark eyes, you're not even gonna notice it. Right. Someone like you who's got lighter eyes, you may notice a slight gray tint. Right. Um. What I found crazy is a few things. One is the amount of people they took for a trial to determine whether you know it's validity. Right. How many people would you suggest you need? At least a thousand. You would assume, right? Twenty-four. Okay. Hmm. Um, that's all you need. FDA approved. Twenty-four you're good. types of eyes. You know? <laughs> you're good. Okay. Not because you know. Other Was it actually twenty-four people or just twelve people, and they counted each eyeball? <laughs> it says twenty-four people, so I okay. assume. Um, but I didn't think of that. That's funny. Um, but Johnson and Johnson makes the contact. Um, and basically, they're transition light intelligent technology that you're able to wear for 14 days, which is crazy because the other ones are 30 days. Um, so I was like, oh, so if you have these, you don't need to get the, you don't need to get sunglasses because, you know, it's going to stop um, the UV light. Right. right. You're not going to have a problem with that. Wrong. You still need to have a UV protection sunglasses even while wearing these contacts. So I do not understand the necessity for these at all. Well, I have like extreme light sensitivity and I really need the transition lenses. Like I should really go to an eye doctor, get glasses, even though I don't ever wear mine. I haven't since the first week I got them um, and get translation lenses. But if I'm like walking outside in the summer and the sun just hits my eyes, like my eyes just start watering. You yeah, see no, me walking I, I know. across. I remember, I remember in campus, your hat was on, head was down. Don't look at anywhere near the sun. Is. Like, right. I, I had to learn how to walk across campus with my eyes closed in the summer and just be like, hope I don't hit anybody because I just and couldn't do it. It says it's supposed to help with, and that may help with you because it says it may help, you know, some people that have, you know, um, lethargy, eye strain, or headaches, um, or any typical symptoms they get when they see bright light without sunglasses. Yeah. So it may help, um, and that that would be beneficial. But you know, the very first week these things come out, they're like probably a thousand dollars for every pair of contacts. Well, you remember like we were in high school and everyone had color contacts. I had blue ones. Yeah, I I guess. I had blue eyes, so I never felt like I need to get brown eyes yeah. or whatever. Well, I mean, I had blue ones. But all the brown eye people always had the colored lenses. I had blue, and then also I had the cat eyes. Yeah. And I, I just always wanted some like that wrestler that had the all white, no pupil eyes. Oh, yeah. I always um, thought that'd be cool. Like Rey Mysterio's crazy eyes. 
That'd be nuts. Um, all right, we're totally going long on this episode. For so sure. Kendrick Lamar won a Pulitzer Prize this week. I was going to bring that up. I've seen that. And I was freaking out about it, and Kubi was like, cool. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I don't, know, I don't want to tell it. I mean, she likes Kendrick Lamar, and she's, I think, was like, that is cool. But I was freaking out because I was like, no, I don't think you understand. Like, no other rapper has even been considered a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, no other contemporary artist has ever been considered. Bob Dylan won it on, like, an honorary technicality last year, and then... Before that, it's like been nothing but classical music and operas or something. So yeah. I like, guess really cool that Kendrick Lamar won because he is. I know I was mentioning rappers earlier. He's actually a good newish rapper. Yeah, <laughs> like he's super good for sure. And then I also was going to ask you about. I just thought the other day, most restaurants have a food ordering app. Yes. Right. Even McDonald's now. Glad you brought that up. So here's the thing. <laughs> I have no problem using a pizza places. Uh huh. Jimmy John's use that one. I use um, Subway because it's ready when you get there, and the line here takes fucking forever. Right. So if it's like pizzas or subs, I'm totally cool with it. But I, I would never use the Taco Bell mobile app or the McDonald's app, and I don't know why. Well, the thing about our McDonald's, at least, our McDonald's is pretty quick. Yeah, it just depends on the people and the fucking figuring Agreed. out how to get the drive through. And, and yeah, that's the biggest thing. And all um, the little stoner kids working there, where you're like. Can I get some sauce? Do oh, not <laughs> sauce. I go. No, you no, didn't put sauce. I'm asking for sauce. Just give it to me. Damn it. Um. Yeah. That, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask your opinion on this. I don't know how many times, and it's usually McDonald's, right? Where I go or Brahms. Hey, can you pull ahead? And uh... dude, here's my thought on this because Brahms <laughs> makes me the most angry. If there is no cars behind me, if I can look through my rear view <laughs> and I see zero cars. You should not ask me, and and I've never done it. <laughs> I wanna, I, like on this podcast, I'm like a hard ass. Jill wants me to do it. I want to go. No, there's no one behind me. I'll wait. Because Jill goes whenever they ask you if you don't mind, I'm go. Yes, I do mind. I'm gonna stand right here and give me the food. I want to so bad. Um, and what sucked about McDonald's when they done it to me the last time that yeah. they done that to me, they have those little fucking yeah. Now they have the little parking spots. Yep. And I'll go and park so now over they have there. designated parking for you to go. And at. the kid that brings it to me is a little douchebag, a little stoner douchebag kid. Mm-hmm. And this is where the whole sauce thing. He had to go back in and bring me sauce. Got all pissed at me. And then it turns out it's my wife's like favorite fucking student. <laughs> and I was all hating, like, well, he's a little piece of shit worker. <laughs> and I don't know. I got probably way too heated. I also went on a rant about Hunter Heat and Air yesterday, in yeah. which my mom was like, told my wife like. I think it has, does this temper ever get out of hand? <laughs> like she, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not actually ang- like, yeah. I just the way I'm trying to be funny. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but, so no. I do have one last uh, little rant. Um, as you know, I coach softball now. Yes. Um, so we have some very uh, passionate parents. We'll say that. Um, and so at the end of every practice for 15 minutes, let me repeat that. 15 minutes. We do some sort of physical exercise. Normally it's running, um, jumping jacks, planks, something like that. Again, these girls are going to be playing tournaments every, almost every weekend in 100 degree heat. I don't need them passing out. Yeah. We don't run during the rest of the practice. This is just at the end for 15 minutes. So you always run at the beginning. Run at the beginning. And if you if you make a mistake, they usually run. Right. Something like that. Okay. So at the end, we're doing planks. And again, I work out with these kids to show the parents, this isn't going to kill your kids. Okay? If I can do this, I'm Kill in- some of those parents, though. <laughs> it would. And so I'm doing the planks with these kids, right? Right. And our, one of our mutual friends, um, 
is there. He 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 uh, helps coach his daughters on the team. And this girl, right? She has her butt sticking up in the air. Okay. Again, none of these kids are my kids. I don't have any kids out there. So I don't ever like, and I don't, maybe it's weird that I don't, but I don't tell a girl, get your butt down. I go, get down. It just feels weird saying it. And I don't ever touch a child because again, that's just weird. The only time that I do it is when I'm trying to adjust their hands when they're batting or move their feet. That's it. Right. Okay. So our, our mutual friend tells girl again, now she doesn't. So apparently again, I did not see this and people don't recall this, but the parent did. And he puts his foot and <laughs> taps her butt to go down. Right? I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't either. I don't notice it. I mean, so honestly, and I know this is horrible to take as a kid. Um, my first thought was, if it tapped a cheek, it's okay. If he fucking tried to corn dog this little kid, <laughs> no, yeah. then yeah, no, that's a fucking <laughs> problem. <laughs> Tap it down, right? right? So we're getting ready, and I see this dad, army guy. So this is important. Army dude. Okay. Comes over. Is hot. I thought maybe there's something going on. You need to leave. And he goes, yells at his daughter's name. Get over here. We're leaving right now. Okay. Something bad happened. Must have had an argument in the car. Right. He gets gives her the bag and he calls him, Sir, I need to talk to you. So he brings this guy over who tapped his daughter. Right. They're over there talking. We finished the rest of working out and people are leaving. I notice they're still talking. As I'm putting on my pitching machine, I now notice his wife and the other person's wife are now over there. And I can hear what they're saying now. Okay. Okay. I can hear them going, These girls aren't in high school. We're trying to go to tournaments and win. Your girls need to be in shape. This is ridiculous amount of workout that you make these kids do. This isn't physical training. Number one, you are in the military. Right. You don't think you would compare this shit to your fucking PT. Right. right. Number one. So I'm like, shit. Now I got to go over there. Me and the head coach. Now we need to go strapped over there. Strapped at baseball practice? Huh? You strapped at baseball practice? Like, <laughs> we got a problem I here. Should. I should have. No. <laughs> so I walk over and I hear this guy going, I don't even, I never even touched one of my soldiers when I was in the military. Well, one thing about that, you can't. <laughs> so let's just stop it there. And he and so this guy goes, well, I wasn't doing it out of any malicious intent. And he goes, how would you feel if I did that to your daughter? He goes, well, I wouldn't have a problem as long as you're not doing it to physically harm them. Duh. So they get well, heated. And that's the thing is, uh, I'm assuming I know who this mutual friend is. And knowing him, he can be a smart ass. He can't. But this entire time... All of his customer service skills came out during this argument, and it was phenomenal to see. Now, his wife, on the other hand, was hot. She was hot. Women. Okay? They were going at it with the wife. And then the wife is, I think it's ridiculous the way that you guys practice these girls. First off, if you want these girls to be halfway decent, and we've got some good girls. Right. If you want to be competitive and play, you need to be able to play the entire five innings or 50 minutes, however long it lasts, for every game. For instance, we were going to have a tournament this week and got rained out. We had four games starting at 9 a.m. The last one's at 8.15 at night. I need your girls to be in shape to be able to play all four games. I don't miss that shit at all. Right? So then these people are flipping out. So after practice, they all leave. We have a discussion about what's going on. Well, another person that was a co-worker with us, um, that she apparently, because, again, she's over here. I didn't see her. She apparently stomped her girl and then kicked her in the side. Her daughter. Her own daughter. Um... She tells me, she goes, yeah, she wouldn't get down, so I just kicked her in the side and told her to get down. <laughs> I don't think it's okay, but again, that's your daughter. Right. It's hard for me to take that line because it's your daughter. Yeah. Okay? So then, of course, Facebook gets involved, like it does with everything. 
God damn it. And so there's a Facebook that, post by the way now, so about I this. I haven't seen it. Right? And so I get a message from the head coach saying, hey, this girl quit. And I get an outline of what happened. Right? Basically saying, I thought everything was good. No, it wasn't because I didn't want to talk because, again, y'all were all upset. They were all going to make the matters worse. But the next practice, I was going to go, look, we need to have a conversation. Right. If you have a problem with my practice, you need to bring it up. First off, your daughter's been to two practices. <laughs> okay, we have two a week. She's been to two. This is now her third one. Right. Problem. Anyways, so she goes off about this, and then the head coach, she takes it personally because she's basically saying that she doesn't know how to run a team or run practice properly. Again, we are trying to make sure because we're playing through July. Is this coach just a parent? No. Yeah, this coach is a parent. You probably don't then. I mean, I don't now, see now, why people granted, get all She played in. through college softball. Uh, no, no, I'm not talking about the parent who was upset. I'm talking about the head coach in general. Oh, okay. She, though the parent, because like the parent never played softball. I look back on mine and I just think everyone takes it too seriously. Like ours were just fucking dads that liked sports. We're like, oh, we're gonna coach it. And then they just fucking Aaron H, because that was my name when I played yeah. T-ball, and they're like, you're at second. And I'm like, okay, and that's what See, I'm... and these girls, they want to go to the national tournament in Florida. That's their goal. Well, no, we didn't set that. That's what the girls have asked to do. Well, I mean, cool. That's cool. So if you want to get there, I'm going to help you try right. to get there the best that we can. And so this turned into this giant shit storm where people were just – I just never Got experienced Got a shit storm, Randy. <laughs> I've just never experienced this kind of craziness – because there was plenty of times in practice where coaches either hit me in the back of the legs whenever I'm not squatting far enough, tapped my butt if I wasn't down in planks, got into me for walking on the practice, whatever it was. And again, you come from a military background, yet you're upset because we are doing 15 minutes of running. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. So yeah, that was my practice this like, week. I know no thing, and I'm not trying to hate. Um, I don't know anything about any of these kids because I haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. So like, in my mind, if that kid was skinny, yes, then the dad should be like, "You could do that." And if the kid was big, one of the more, she's one of the more athletic girls okay. that was on the team. Because originally, I thought it was like, "Well, the kid's she's a big probably girl, right? big," no. and then the dad's like, "Don't hate," but like, well, they should no. be like, well, the "Hey, big let's encourage two, two people down doing perfect planks the entire time." Yeah, oh, it's crazy. Because again, we did this for thirty seconds or less. So right, no yeah. big deal. Um, all right, I'll try to. That was your last one. I'll try to combine all mine into something here. Um, missionaries came by my house this week. Okay, I thought that was going to a completely different statement when you started <laughs> off with that. Missionary <laughs> happened. Um, these missionaries came to my house, and they don't come to mind. I know. I'm always like, I'm ready for them to come to my house. I'm gonna talk some shit. <laughs> you weren't ready. I wasn't. No, I wasn't at all. Um, I just got back from getting groceries. Yeah. I just started cooking dinner. Oh, man. They come to my house at fucking 6 o'clock, right? And I have way more complaints now. Like, I wish I was angry er when it happened. Yeah. But I was trying to be reasonable because they looked like nice enough 60-year-old men knocking on fucking... Oh, so these were dudes. I thought... Okay, okay. Right. Different than normal. There are normally the women with the skirts that yeah. come around here, but they 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 avoid my house. They see me. <laughs> they're like, nope. They go, no, we already talked to him. No, Everybody. they haven't. They saw me smoking a cigarette once, and then since then... Oh, they go, yeah, no. Don't want to smoke her in our shit. Um, so anyway, these guys come, and... Oh, man, I, like, I really wish I could redo it all. I really, really <laughs> do. But in, at the time, I was like, I just started dinner. So they started talking to me, and they're like, we're here going around talking about, you know, our Savior. And uh, I don't know what sect they were with. Never got that far. Okay. They had a pamphlet. They pull out this pamphlet. 
And they're going, right here, you know, we're scripture that'll help you make money. And I was like, honestly, if there's a way to get me into Wait, this shit. Wait, hold on. So you're telling me another MLM here with <laughs> this stuff, right? All right. So I, right, I was like, and my first thought was, if there's a way to convince me to go to church. <laughs> yeah, it's, you can make money. If you're telling me I can make, make shit, all right. So I, I may try it at that I point. Mean, I mean, I wasn't really down, but I just went, okay. <laughs> As the, one of the guys opened it and the other guy stared at me. And I didn't open my door fully because I wasn't about that. The whole, like, let's fucking come in and talk, yeah. right? Um, but, like, I my stove was going. I just had beans and fucking cooking and lots of chicken and shit like that. And so I stopped and I go, hey, guys, I really don't mean to be rude to you. But I just started cooking dinner. It's 6 o'clock. And I don't want it to burn. <laughs> and they looked so pissed when I said that. And I wish at that point, I'd be like, no, for real, let's think about this shit, guys. You think six o'clock's a good time to go knocking on fucking doors? Mm -hmm. What if I had a family? I don't. What if I did? <laughs> like, just fucking shitty, right? Yeah. But one of the things they did say in their whole scripture thing, before they actually showed me the pamphlet, they said, do you find the Bible to be a good guidance for your day-to-day -day life? And I responded with, I think there's universal truths in it, which good. I think is fucking nice. Yeah, that's, yeah. But like the look on their face when i said that we're like hmm. they're like man we're gonna have to convert this <laughs> right so anyway <laughs> that was my little missionary thing was not near as fun as i wanted it to be but yeah. like after they left i was like no fuck these guys for knocking on my door at fucking <laughs> six o'clock that's so stupid um all right all the rest of mine are gonna be tv and video games to so try to polish it together at the end okay. um i had a thought about playing when i was playing some sports video games this week mm -hmm. they're opposite than other video games in the sense that they get easier yeah so like for instance you want to play far cry mm -hmm. for the most part far cry is going to get harder as you Especially go out at the very end <laughs> right because the d harder levels at yeah. the end but on sports games rather if you're talking about a career mode that's true because the career mode you start out shitty the better you get the easier the game gets and the, yeah, it gets easier or even if you're talking about just the normal play now mode once you get good at it then it's easy. the difficulty for the most part stays the same yeah. Unless you have, like, like MLB The Show has that AI mode that adjusts to you or whatever. Uh, I was like, oh, that's crazy. I just never thought about it before. But, like, I think – and that's why, like, for instance, if we're watching a show or something or, like, uh, if, like, say if you were – I knew you were getting on at Fortnite at 9 and I, it was, like, 8.15, I might throw in a sports game because I don't really got to fucking think about it. Yeah. You know, getting the basketball I'm pretty far into. Whereas and if you st when you start a new game – it's different, right? You're like, well, I'm going to have to grind through this. It's eventually going to get harder. Whereas a sports game, you're like, it'll get easier if yep. I keep playing it. Like, I played Rocket League a lot last night and this yeah. morning. Um, and it's getting easier as I play more of it as it's coming back to me. Right? Yeah, yeah. And also, my Rocket League note, I finally switched from the van, and I'm trying really, really hard to learn how to play with a car. I'm overshooting everything, um, but I'm flying a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the van, I, I like causing the chaos to the van, but I kept getting everybody's way. So I feel you there. Um, we'll see. I'm right now. I had the little Mad Max looking car, mm -hmm. the Ripper, I think is yep. what it's called. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna stay with it or not. But uh, also, we play been playing a lot of Fortnite. Not a lot. We've been playing some Fortnite. We have. Uh, played last night. I got my first uh victory royale in a random w? squad mode with two random fucks and. Uh, but it was fun, and then me and you got third place on one that I don't know how the hell we even got third place. Yeah, we did. Because really, we were so far from the first circle, and yeah. we kept being far from the circle, and it was just truck it and go. Hey, get, 
chop some trees, shoot a few people. As soon as we would get in a place, I'd make because I had a lot of material somehow, and I just kept making. Well, after we killed the first set of people, I had over eight hundred wood just that I right. picked up from that guy. And then I just kept making us places in the circle. I move. We had to move again, and but anyway, we got third, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, in duos. But there's a lot of future Battle Royale game modes coming out. So mm-hmm. Call of Duty it got announced this week or leaked or whatever that their single-player mode isn't going to be ready for this year's release. Really? Like, it's not going to be ready. So instead, what they decided to do halfway throughout is they, they're they not doing a single-player campaign. They're scrapping it. And then they're putting that team on making a Battle Royale mode. And then they – but they've already let out that they may not be able to hit 100 people. And then I'm like, well, then you're not going to compete. Then you're not doing better. Because I'm not saying that makes it better, but that it's a magic number. I do wish Destiny would have been like that. Because right. I thought that's well, what it was when the original Battlefield, the rumors, the next Battlefield 5 or whatever yep. it is, um, it's going to have a Battle Royale mode. And, and I'll play Battlefield. And right, I love Battlefield. So here's the thing. like, they're all, They'll all be a different enough, I think, because of the mechanics. Like Call of Duty has some of the best shooting mechanics in the game. Battlefield, I enjoyed the different perk system. And like, yeah. if they use that to the full advantage... Or if there were tanks in this hundred percent, I mean, you ride. love some tanks, man. Like it would be really fun, yeah. I think, uh, in all these different modes. I'm sure Red Dead Redemption is going to have a cowboy version. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I just think they're not all going to have building like Fortnite. Mm-hmm. They or they probably won't. So it'll just be interesting to see. I just like the mechanics what of that building because it's right. you can save yourself. Well, but really, the thing is, like Fortnite's good, but it is kind of bare in a way. It is. Whereas in like if a triple eight. As soon as the first triple A battle royale game, like a an EA or a Xbox, like someone like puts a fuckload of money in like a four year development, so I like, know there's gonna be five maps, there's gonna be a million items you can get. Yeah. Like there's gonna be so much stuff and upgrades and unlocks and cosmet. Like eventually I think they'll have one really good. It's just will the genre stay alive long enough is that, is that... for that game to ever hit? So yeah. we'll is just, it a fad or what? Right. And then this week, um, I have been getting super – I've played so much of The Binding of Isaac, mm-hmm. which I've had for years. I've played on my Vita and my PS4. Um, I think it's on Switch now. It's on a bunch of stuff. If if you can get The Binding of Isaac, I just highly recommend it. It's like a old-school Super Nintendo-style graphics. Like your left stick moves your guy. Your right stick moves which way you shoot tears because yep. you're a little naked boy who shoots tears. And it starts off with your mom is watching TV and then God tells her to kill you mm-hmm. because she's crazy. And then you jump in the basement and then you're running away in the basement. And I remember it took me months to beat it for the first time. And I got so pumped when I beat it to only find out that, no, now instead of five levels, it's seven levels. And then I beat that one this week, got pumped. And now it's like, no, instead of seven levels, it's nine level. So, like, it keeps going Yeah, when you beat it. Um, and I've just really loved it. I will even let you all know a little dude on our cover is from that game because i played it so much this week i had to put it on there um but binding of Isaac, super dope and then i only have a couple tv notes i've been i still think roseanne's awesome i just want to bring that up yeah i've I've still enjoyed it roseanne is pretty sweet and then i finally got into watching trailer park boys again this week man Uh, it is hilarious eight and i did really enjoy it i actually watched it at work on my playstation vita and just put it in headphones, and it was so hard not to just crack up laughing in front of the guys <laughs> I was around. Mainly because the first episode I came back with is when everyone has crabs, and then, you know, Ricky's retired or whatever. And then also the parrot ruins his air conditioning vent. That's all a whole yeah. thing. But anyway, he has to go to the pharmacy. Yeah, he has to go to the pharmacy to 
get the crab <laughs> to get the crab shampoo, shampoo but he ends up robbing them and then while robbing them he, gets he the goes pills. i need some phoenix pills <laughs> and they think he means penis pills because why wouldn't they because he then, goes penis you know to make it get bigger right and he means fetus pills for his daughter who's pregnant it's fetus so anyway trailer park boys is so good now i do think all the netflix stuff they break character more often mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of times you'll see them crack and they just kept the footage where I think before it was on Netflix and those guys owned it or whatever, that they kept that a little more in line. I don't yeah. know. Like you'll just see Ricky just breaks a lot, honestly. And so does Julian on the new one. Like Bubble says some funny shit and those guys can't <laughs> hold it together. Yeah. Like the actors themselves will just They're done. they break yeah. character. Yeah. And, oh yeah, and Bubbles having to go do the puppet show in front of all the kids. <laughs> Super funny. Anyway, Chair Park Boys <laughs> is just great. Um I enjoyed it this week. All right, what do we have a story? Or do you think we just call it good? I think we can call it good. I do too, because we're real Cause we, long. We've this been week. like an hour and a half of just. I mean, normally we would, but um, this we'll week save we'll, it. we'll save it till next. That's fine. All right, I'll take a quick break. All right. Right, and we're back. So, powwow, normally throw it to you here, but I literally just got a notification on my phone that reads, Trump signed an executive order to send more military gear to police departments. Here's why it hasn't happened yet. And I haven't clicked on to see why it hasn't happened, but my thought is, I don't understand why the fuck police need military gear. Why I do thought they, that would go to the military. Why do the military gear. Like, when we send military places, it's to, like, win a war. Why are we acting like cops are fighting a war against civilians? I don't understand it. It seems like they're there to protect and serve. I don't know. Drives me insane. But anyway, so tell them our fucking email. So our email is thepowwowwithmo at gmail.com. That is T-H-E-P-O-W-W-O-W-W-I-T-H-M-O at gmail.com. And remember, you can email us with any suggestions, corrections, or ideas, topics, whatever you'd like for us to talk about. Please send it in to us. And... We have five emails this week. So basically what happens is we go from zero to a bunch because <laughs> we've mentioned, hey, we don't have any emails, and people all write in. That's right. Um, but it's cool. I'll, I enjoy the emails. So, Powell, go ahead and start with first one. So first one is from Snappy, and he, uh, you know, thanks for the shout-out, and his judo. Um, he is technically number two in the state of Oklahoma for his 30- to 39-year-old heavyweight division. Um, there was only two in that tournament um, that he won that state tournament. However, the dude is 308 pounds. I thought Snappy told us last time I met he's him. Down he's like to like two, he, no, he's down to like 230, 240. I'll say he's, that's a huge weight he looked, difference. He looked smaller when I saw him yesterday than he really? did the last time. I mean, I he's him. really been working out hardcore yeah, yeah. And, and getting in shape. Um, he's about to get below me, so I got to pick my ass up. Um, and I will be the fat one to rule them all. <laughs> he says he did win a match later on that puts him at one and five. Um, but again, I mean, dude, you're less than a year. Right. You're doing well, it to me is the biggest thing. And something he doesn't have in here, but he just told me yesterday is he did just pass his test for his yellow belt. Yeah, he did get his yellow belt. I seen that. And again, congrats, man. I know you've been working hard. You've only been at it for like six months or so. Um, really, really great. He lost to three brown belts and a second degree black belt. In my opinion, if he was to win, I feel like it should be you should get their belts. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it should work. It'd be like pink slips and fast and furious. <laughs> exactly right. Um, he did win against the only white belt, which was similar to himself. Um, he was in at least three of the fights. Um, he said he made some rookie mistakes and gassed out, but again, that's going to come with getting in shape. Well, he um, told me he always is too aggressive and people throw him. Oh, yeah, pushing. 
Because yep. judo, I know it's about using your body weight to to help throw. Right. Um, but he says his next tournament is the 28th, and hopefully there's a novice division and uh, that he can take that one over. Well, and I saw where KV has a fight coming up as well. He does you know, in June? Right. And I'll be honest, like, I want to go. I was just hoping there was further time because the tickets, again, were kind of expensive. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it. And this it seems was. like it's going to be at a better venue. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, cool, but then might be more ex- I don't know. But yeah, exactly. I, I do want to go, so we'll see Agreed. how it goes. All right, the next one we have is from Travis. Um, he wrote in, said, love the pa- podcast. Listen to you guys every Tuesday morning on the theme of our 420 quote-unquote episode last week. Uh, he said, one of his most memorable quotes from me is when he texted me asking if I wanted to go get something to eat, and I replied to him, want to come get hungry. <laughs> <laughs> And that does sound like a yeah, joke, I would say. Yeah, so good. Um, and then he said, we ended up getting super stoned and going to Mazio's, where neither of us said a word because we were so high and concentrated on stuffing our face with pizza. <laughs> I do remember this. Actually, I, I, I mean, he'll have to like, let me know if I'm right. I want to say this. We went like in a random time, so there was no buffet. Mm-hmm. And then we like literally ordered like three pizzas <laughs> to our table. And then we just sat there. Because I remember being ESPN on their little TVs. Yeah. And Snappy worked there, or whatever. So we got like half off. Yeah, I would be like, oh, "I'm his cousin." They give me half off. Um, so I do remember that exact moment. Uh, there were lots of those moments, really. And he said uh, he started watching Silicon Valley last week and literally couldn't stop watching it. Uh, he, you would think, with him being an IT and programming background, uh, he'd have gotten into it a long time Agreed. ago. And said Gilfoyle is probably his favorite. Gilfoyle is the Satanist. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I do like him as well. Um, his dry humor and one-liners have me cracking up. I will say everyone on Silicon Valley is great. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a weak link, at least in season one. Uh, the guy who ends up dying in between season one and two sucks because he's like the best character or whatever. Yeah. But um, it's super, super good. I don't mm-hmm. know, the first season, that's just so good. I couldn't recommend it enough. And it said, I mostly listen to podcasts and sports radio when I'm driving, so I wanted to ask you guys what other podcasts you think uh or what we like and would recommend so for me i listen to a lot of video game and sports podcasts they're really my wheelhouse uh so colin's last stand top of the end, he has two different podcasts with like little things after that i like both of those um channel 33 is the name of a podcast feed that just has random ringer podcast so like some of their lesser known ones that'll be like just about movies or politics or TV, music, they just have random shit like that. Um, Really, I like every Ringer podcast. Not all of them. There's some, of course, I don't listen to, but I mm-hmm. love that Ringer NBA show. They have a NBA podcast probably four times a week. Jalen and Jacoby is a good one. Jalen and Jacoby is the only ESPN, ESPN one I still listen to. Now, I will say it's went downhill since they – they used to be just a podcast, yeah. and then they were a podcast and radio show, and it was still good. And then when they got their own TV show – you kind of started getting some leftovers, it felt like, for the podcast. I, mean, I feel and like now, they're going to take the TV show over. Right. And now that Jalen's on Get Up, mm-hmm. it's even more like the podcast is such an afterthought that it's not as good, in my opinion, as it used to be, but it is still good. Um, okay, there is one other ESPN one, let's do, which is the Low Post. It's mm-hmm. another basketball one because I really like basketball. Um, the Ringers one called The Watch is a TV podcast that I really like. Um, if you like NFL, the Ringer NFL show, um, I love the Bill Simmons podcast. Um, to me, it takes a certain type of person that can do a one man podcast 
like the reason basically I forced you to do this with me mm -hmm. is because I don't know if I could do one person talking to a pretend audience. Yeah. Right. I think having a person to bounce shit off of is just easier. For sure. So people that can pull it off, you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah, impressive. Um, Joe Rogan Experience is one of the best podcasts. They're just super long, like three hours each episode. So it's a lot. Um, some things that are closer to what we do, I think, um, the comedy button it's like four friends who live in San Francisco with dope-ass jobs, so they're cooler than us. <laughs> uh, just talking about random bullshit. Uh, tell them Steve Dave. I really like that. Again, a few older friends that are just talking bullshit. Smodcast, which is Kevin Smith and his best friend from college just talking shit. <laughs> so I think those are more similar uh, to kind of what we do. Uh, Game Scoop is a good IGN podcast I haven't mentioned before. It's fun. They just kind of give you current events on video games, but at the end of every week, they do a 20 questions with video games. Yeah. So, like, whoever the host is, they know what the game is, and then the other three people have, to, you know, they have 20 questions combined to get to what the video game is. So that's, like, a cool game show element yeah. involved in it. That's pretty fun. Um, and I'm sure there's other ones, but those are probably, uh, if you really want to learn shit, I really like listening to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. And it's just like three hours on one little part of a world war. Yeah. Right. It's like you actually learn real shit, but I don't know if you really want to get into that. Um, and then This American Life is like a good NPR sort of show that if you're into that sort of shit. But it's not as fun, I would say. For sure. Educational. Right. So uh, the third email we got again was from Snappy. Um, and this is kind of a take on what you had mentioned about um, – no one's really technically running our country as an individual person. Right. Um, so, so you feel like no one is running this country. I feel as if there was a stand-up in the individual office uh, that did take charge, no one would listen. He said when he worked at, in a prison, there was a guy there uh, that was sentenced to over 35 years. And to notify, I'm assuming that's the FBI, uh, if he was released for writing a threatening letter to the president. So there's no respect for that office anymore. And as far as Obama, uh, it says he gave se or gave on several instances to the countries that we fight with, specifically in charge of giving bucket loads of guns to the enemy in a covert op uh, to try and catch the main source, it's bullshit. And he says, anyways, uh, the podcast titles are good. Yeah. Um, on the whole, Obama giving guns, I'm thinking he's talking about the thing where we gave guns to the Mexican cartel. Yeah. And, and I actually brought, I assume. I brought this up too, Snappy, yesterday already, and he kind of just laughs like, yeah, I know. But I don't believe Obama came up with that plan. Probably not. Right, I think he likes to sign a piece of paper. And, like, honestly, I wouldn't give Trump so much shit if it was things went, like, in the proper order because I'd be like, who knows who made that call? But with Trump specifically, he's blasting shit on Twitter that's coming from him, mm -hmm. right? So it, like, puts some, some shit on him. Whereas in, like, we signed the Iran deal, Obama backed it, blah, 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 but we don't know if in meetings people had to convince him of that, right? Yeah. And we just don't get that side of it. With we just Trump, get one side. With Trump, you're going to get whatever his opinion is at the beginning. Maybe that's a good thing. I see that. But yeah. also, he has to take all the blame or heat that comes with it. Agreed. You know what I mean? But, um, and I, like I told Sappy uh, when I did see him, I just think Obama would do much. But then again, I mean, he'll he'll be the enemy to a whole half a country, just like Trump will be for Agreed. the other half for till you die. There's going to be... Until we die, there is going to be mentions guaranteed on all left and right stations will be like, Forever. this guy will be the next Trump, or this guy's going to be the next Obama, and they're going to be like, they're horrible, horrible things. I'm not saying they are or aren't, but yeah. that's just going to happen. Yeah, and one thing I forgot to mention earlier, speaking of former presidents, um, Barbara Bush did pass away this week. Um, yep. 
All right, so our next one is from Rusty. Yeah. Uh, says, hey, guys, so I had to chime in on the Pop-Tarts with butter. <laughs> he said, I used to do this back in the day. It was delicious. I'd throw them in the microwave, but a quarter of the time, the tart would burn into an edible substance. See, and that's why you got to use a toaster. But again, I'm glad there's at least one other person out there, Mo, that it, actually in your family that uses butter on Pop-Tarts. Rusty was a weird one, though. <laughs> He also only eats cereal out of cups. Uh, okay, that's, that's a little. He'll get a big old plastic cup. I'm not against it necessarily. But and then I he... guess it's easier to drink the milk. It's his. Th- that's his process, right? But I, exactly I never drink argument. the milk, so it's not mine. Well, we come from family you had to. But, yeah, that's true. Um, my problem with the cup is the cereal pushes out too fast. It's like. <laughs> It says, on the pepper front, I think on the day I ate the jalapenos at Moe's house, also had a bet with a dude at the Eagle's Nest. He bet me a quarter per pepper I could eat and only made 75 cents. But those two instances together got me hooked on the spicy stuff. It said, on the subject, on gay people being born that way, I can't say one way or the other, but I have heard a study once that was somewhat convincing to the contrary. It examined twins and determined that identical twins rarely were both gay. My father-in-law is an identical twin, and he's been married for ages and talks about chasing girls when he was younger and has six kids. His brother, however, is gay. What are your thoughts on that? My thought is it hinges more on choices than most, if not all, cases. Some people act like saying that it's horrible, but why does someone need a reason to be with whoever they want to be with? Right. I agree. I think you should have freedom. Agree. It's telling how I go on the transgender thing. I'm like, I think you do have the freedom, but I also do think it's probably mental some mental illness could be like at least in the barest of sense of like something's different but i'm not saying it's bad yeah i'm just saying like there has like there has to be a scientific explanation so like evolutionary biologists they catch a lot of shit for being sexist Mm -hmm. by saying that women have a tendency to be blah 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 but they're like looking at hard data yeah so it's like but they catch a lot of shit for that and i think kind of the same there so like uh i think i've i don't think i've talked on the podcast maybe i have but, like, there's some study of, like, the way men develop fetishes. So, like, some – maybe a boy's 12 years old and an old man gives him a blowjob, right? Molesting, basically, mm-hmm. right? And then something about that mustache touching above his penis hardwires into his brain as a kink forever. Yeah. And that's how boys are made for whatever reason. Or same thing if you saw your neighbor pulling up her pantyhose through a – window and you're like pantyhose king forever right <laughs> yeah. it's just there's something about going through puberty and boys can get that so some guys that are quote-unquote gay they may have just had a kink where they're not really gay but yeah. they're cool enough with it because they had something happen that made them that way so they weren't really born that way something happened to make that happen so i think it could be both ways right whereas in women from what i understand on that same study are a little more fluid and they can develop kinks like oh i'm into being choked now when they i wasn't two years ago where men their habits don't typically change on sexual fronts or whatever. So, I mean, I don't really know. Uh, I think probably some people, and and I've even rethought my statement last week when I was listening to it, of I don't see why anyone would choose it, when I'm like, well, actually, that's when we were growing up. Today, yeah. there are plenty of people who want to be the victim. So there are plenty of people who would choose yeah. to do something, even if it wasn't truly them. right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably, I think a lot of women historically have been sexually attracted to other women even if they weren't really sexually attracted mm-hmm. like they can be like oh they're pretty i appreciate their appearance where guys it's so uh it's where i'm looking for like it's just such a horrible thing for you to be like oh it's an attractive guy yeah 
Right? If I'm like, oh, Michael B. Jordan's hot looking dude. People are like, what the fuck's wrong with you? I'm like, I ain't trying to have sex with him. Like, it's weird for guys to do it where women have gotten past that so long ago that it might be easier for that transition of choice. I don't know, though. These are just, again, all guesses. Agree. Um, and then he said, last note, I appreciate the discussion on religion. Very civil. And if you want a religion where God's an alien, come on over to Mormonism and research <laughs> Kalab. And that what we mentioned last week of us asking our friend who was a Mormon, mm-hmm. that was what we were quizzing him about. And he yeah. refused to talk to us about it. Mm-hmm. So I was somewhat aware um, of that. And somehow there's like this African tri- on ancient aliens, according to them. Yeah. There's this African tribe that has the stick hook thing they've had forever. And it simulates the exact um, orbit of this planet around this star. And that is actually the same place that Mormons believe God lives. And I'm like, fuck, that's crazy. Yeah. These people have been doing this shit for thousands of years. <laughs> exactly. Um, and that would be quite a coincidence to me. Nothing. Agreed. So I'm like, maybe that's where the aliens came from. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the off. Um, all right. And we have one more email. So one last one from Snappy. Third time is a charm on this one. Uh he put happy 420 brother cousin um, that he said, but one thing about religious people that he can't stand is the example he uses is say someone's deathly sick. They tell you over and over, God has it under control. Now, if they die, they say it is his time to go with the good Lord. And we may never understand if they live. Let me tell you as a divine miracle and God just testing us. He says he draws the line there. Bullshit on this conversation. He can't stand those kind. Um, and uh, have a good one and peace out. Right. And, and he told me I didn't have to read that one or whatever. I was like, oh, I don't think it's that bad. No. Um, and he has had a few deaths in his life in the last year. So I'm sure I know how this is. And we have a, a mutual acquaintance friend guy lives cross street from me. Actually. Yeah. And he explained it to me, uh, he had a kid who died and he was in a children's hospital and he was like, when you walk through a children's hospital and someone tells you it's God's plan, that's when you quit believing in God. And it, that one hit me hard when he told me that. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I never thought about it. Mm-hmm. And I've always struggled with the God's will and free will. It's like God gave us free will to make choices. And then it's like something happens and they go, well, that was God's will. And I understand it as like a just don't worry about it sort of mechanism. Yeah. Right? Like a get over it. It's God's will. I understand why you use it. But I can never get over the whole like, well, then do my choices matter? Because if it's free will, then then God decided I believe what I believe. <laughs> and then I don't know, I've struggled on. And to me, what Snappy's touching on is similar to that. So um, I know I don't have the answers. I just know that everything I've been told in my life so far never added up. Yeah, if that makes sense. All right. So we're going to move on. More fun stuff. Again, let us know. Either write in and let us know. Questions, comments concerns, things you hate about us, all that. Um, and then also real quick here before we move on our top five list, uh, you can still go to podcastland.com, vote for us every month. Yeah. I have not done it this month at all. I totally I forgot have, about I it. I forgot about it. But in May, I'm going to be all about it again. So yeah. everybody join me in May to upvote us then. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to our top five list. All right. We're going to do top five favorite video game consoles. Agreed. And now for me, uh, I told you this earlier, I made a list beginning of the week. Mm-hmm. I just thought I was like, all right, make it right now. I just off the top of my head. What, what gut, because I knew I would, if I really try to research it and stuff, it you would try be. Try to overanalyze it. Right. It would be way hard. It was going to be a whole stressful thing. And then like last night, I started thinking, I go, I think this one deserves to be on there. It wasn't on there. And then I kind of fiddled with it yeah, see, a little bit. But, I always go with, I always do about middle way part through the week 
or, or towards at least by Thursday. And then right. I'll just go, you know, and I look at it as what game looking back that I can think of that I played the most or that I would want to go back and do again. Right. And I was trying to like use games, taking the games, like, but it's hard because like, that's the, what makes the consoles or right? I, like, I don't know. It's, it's a healthy balance really. Right. So. Okay. So starting off with that, um, my number five is going to be game boy. I left it as that. I did not specify Game Boy, Game Boy Color. Well, I think you got to choose one side Game Boy, and I'll choose another one later when that comes up. Because you're saying just Game Boy, to me, that means you're in black and white. You got Tetris <laughs> and original Pokemon and a few other Mario Land sort of games. I guess if I'm going to have to choose, then I'm going to have to go with Color. Okay. Um, I know we were talking about this earlier, and it, it's funny. I have the... And I had a purple one just like your wife had. Right. Because um, that's just what we didn't. It was whatever you could get that you were happy with, not what color it was at the time. Right. Um, so I'd have to go with it. Because, um, again, I remember the first time. Maybe it was the Pokemon Blue um, that was on there. Um, at least I think it was the first game that I had played on there that I remember playing on that Game Boy Color. Because on the original and even on the, this one, um, that was one of the coolest presents that I got from my dad's side of the family, which was the the light that was you could add to the side of it right. with the uh, magnifying glass that you could add there as well if you wanted. Um, it was just pretty sweet. Actually. Well, it was like uh, your Game Boy looked like a Transformer. <laughs> exactly. Uh, my story of the Game Boy Color, and again, Rusty, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, my mom, Rusty's mom, me and him all went to Wichita Falls, and we got a Game Boy Color each, and I, he got Pokemon Blue and I got Pokemon Red because mm-hmm. we had to get separate ones. I want to say he got a strategy god. I'm not sure. And he got a teal colored one. I got the lime green one. The lime green ones did look It sick. was like the greatest day. Yeah. It was like, I want to say like our mom, you know, we're trying to go to other stores. And it was like, I'm sitting in the car and we're going to start this. So like I went with Charizard. I did not know that Charizard is the easy, is the hardest. So like... The original Pokemon game, it's a easy, medium, hard as far as what you choose first, depending because of the gems you come through. So, like, yeah. Bulbasaur is the easiest, Squirtle's the medium, and then Charmander was the hardest. Mm-hmm. And I went with Charmander because I just liked the dinosaur, and he was on the cover of my red version, right? Mm-hmm. And then Rusty, I want to say, went with Squirtle because he was the cover of his blue one. And we played the fuck out of it. We had a little linked up, you know, he link up and trade some shit. Uh, yeah, and Pokemon I remember was a the big deal. that you could get. Now, I remember towards the end, Rusty, I think he was expecting more. Maybe he was just a little older. I don't know. He didn't love the Pokemon like I love the Pokemon, right? Like, I was obsessed with that game. Not yeah. the cards, not the cartoon. I didn't care about any of that shit. I just love that game. And then so when all the rest came out, I love all them as well. Mm-hmm. But that first one really was different. Like, I remember being really jealous because Sandshrew was only on blue. Yeah. And Rusty, he had a sand shoe, and I couldn't, so I was like, you have to so trade bad. me one, yeah. and I want one so bad. Um, I remember that, because you had to go to the, was it the Pokey Centers, where you could go to link up to mm-hmm. trade with each other? You like went upstairs or yeah, something. Yeah, and, and then you got to, you had to log into the PC, and then you had to plug your cables in. Yep. Because um, I think I remember one other attachment was the speakers. I yeah. could be wrong. They had a speaker, they had a printer. I, I never the, had the printer. They had a cartridge, it had a camera on it. And you plugged it in, and it turned your Game Boy into a little fucking camera, and it would take these little s- selfies or yeah. pictures of people, and then it had a little printer that printed off stamp size pictures. 
Yeah. It was the biggest waste of money. I knew one person that had one. They used it one day and was like, well, that was fucking that was stupid. Dumb. It was probably like 80 bucks. Plus. Yeah, you had to buy like the ink, the printer. It's probably more expensive than your computer printer. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, man. But um, the Game Boy Color, I mean, but I guess from what I can say negatively about that era of Game Boy is Pokemon is really the only thing yeah. that really sticks out. Yep. I can't honestly at the top of my head. And I want to, and I could, again, keep wrong. I want to say Pokemon red and blue, yellow. That was that first generation was on. They were actually game boy games. I want to say yellow was the first color only and up. Yeah. Cause if you remember red and blue, it only had like eight colors. It wasn't fully colorized. It was still a black and white game. No, it was yeah. kind of colorized. Um, I want to say gold and silver. Was that still game boy color? I think so. And then the, Ruby Sapphire was first advanced. That, yeah, that was went to the advanced. Well, Gold and Silver is one of my favorite games, so I would have to put that. I mean, that one's great too, but it was just Pokemon. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, That's kind of how I felt about it when I was thinking about these lists, yeah, or whatever this week. All right, uh, my number five uh, is kind of a weird one for me, but I was just thinking and was like, man, I think this one deserves a spot. Which I'm going to go with the OG Xbox. Yeah. The original Xbox. I'm glad you brought that one up because I wanted to put it, but I put another one on there. All right. So here's my biggest memories. My friend Andrew got his knee stepped on by a cow and it turned jello. And then he, <laughs> it broke all four CLs. Yeah. Right. And then he got stashed up at home mm-hmm. for like months and his mom bought him an Xbox. He wasn't a video game player at all. Yeah. Bought him an Xbox and... I happened to have an Xbox, and he had Halo, and I didn't have Halo. I know Halo was, like, the big thing, mm-hmm. but he had Halo 1. I went over and played it with him while he was injured. I was like, oh, this game's actually pretty cool. Yeah. And I decided not to buy it. I was going to wait till Halo 2, and when Halo 2 came out, uh, I mean, everyone just came over to play Halo 2. Like, yeah. my mom fucking hated it. <laughs> like, if my mom was on this podcast, it was like, top five consoles, I fucking hate it. Number one, <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> because what would happen is I went... To a GameStop, I bought a 100-foot land cord. It stretched from my bedroom to the den of my house I grew up in. You've been there yeah. back in the day. Um, so that went across from my room, through the hallway, through the living room, through the dining room, through the kitchen, into the den. <laughs> you probably trip city. A cord, right? Because can no goddamn green-cheating motherfuckers, no, right? No, you can't. So this team in here, this team in here. Yeah. Like, I don't. Land parties were so much more fun than online. Yeah. It just yes. was. Like, no one today who's never done a land party they can don't know even what... understand how much more fun it was to look at someone tearing up because you kept killing them. Yep. It's, <laughs> it's so like, good. You might be able to imagine it now. Like, I bet that fucker's pissed. But you <laughs> can see it in their <laughs> face, and they get pissed, pack up their game, and right. go home. And I don't know how many times, because I think we were all probably 16, I would say, around this time yeah. of Halo 2. And or enough of us had cars that you could get people to mm-hmm. one place, right? And it would be like people just I never told my mom they were saying that they were just started playing video games and it's six in the morning and we're still awake it, playing fucking Halo 2. Yeah. And she's like, What are they doing? I go, Yeah, they say they're not. <laughs> and no one's asleep. And like your eyes would just fucking hurt. Oh, they'd be burning. And if you look away from the screen, everything else is fuzzy. Oh yeah. But I just remember, I remember always getting so pissed. Uh, Shad had an Xbox and he got Xbox Live, like the original shit. But I was never going to spend money. I, I, he got it. I watched him do it. It never seemed worth it to me. Yeah. Because At least back la- then. Because we had enough land. We had enough people that come over for land parties. Now, if I had no friends, I, well, I would have been on Xbox Live yeah. playing online. And I remember a friend of mine went off to college at Stillwater. 
and he was telling me that in their dorm room, his first semester, everyone, because it was land together, the whole dorm room. Yeah. So you'd connect your Xbox to your fucking router, and everyone in that dorm would be in your land party. That'd be so. Sweet. It was basically like online, yeah. but like without it. And he was like, it was. And his stories of me, like, oh my god, I can't wait for college. Exactly, right. And of course, that shit didn't happen with no, us. No, not at all. Um, I don't know. It was just really fucking special. Halo Two land parties. I'm sure Halo yeah. One for certain people. And then you would come across like a kid would come into town and someone's cousin's fucking like badass. Oh yeah. And you're like, who the fuck's this? Kid? Exactly. He's like, the ringer of them all. Killing everyone. Uh, and I, I mean, I still, if like we put in a copy of Halo Two right now, I bet I remember every multiplayer map. Yeah. Like easily. Because we just played it on stop. So much. And I remember there being a, a baseball game I really liked on the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. And I remember we cheated all the time. By look- that was The only game I've ever cheated by looking at people's hands was because those little baseball games, like the baseball fades away real quick. Yep. And you'd always like look out the corner of your eye and see which way they're doing the joystick and then try to look and back at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> and you would always get struck out. Yeah, always, to do it. always. Play that a lot. And then I love Jade Empire, mm-hmm. uh, which is an old Bioware game. And it was like uh, some Asian culture in which you're like, you make choices. Like, do you play a sword or a spear? Do you do kicks or punch it? Like, and you built like this martial artist badass who's going across a journey to kick ass yep. um, i love that game and then not to the old republic and not to the republic 2 i think both of them were on the original xbox and they're like old star wars rpgs where you got to build your own lifesaver mm-hmm. and, and this was like in that drought where like nothing else star wars was coming out so yep. it was like this is really badass and i don't love it. star wars i love those games that's yeah. how i was like how good they are for but sure anyway xbox gets it for basically land parties i hear you that's a good one basically where i get it there all right, so my number four is going to be Xbox 360. Okay. Um, that's because, well, one, that's the very first console I personally purchased right. um, outside of you know graduating high school. Um, it was when we lived in the apartments across from each other. Um, you had one um, at the time where you unfortunately had the ring of death, I feel like, every other month. Yes. Um, <laughs> where I never had that problem once. Um, it's like you were getting a defective one all the time. Well... I will give this defense because I didn't put it on my list because I've sent it into Microsoft so many times to get yeah. fixed. But what originally happened was our friend Shelton, who may be on here next month. We still haven't really talked. So we yeah. don't, I don't know. Um, he loved rock band. So he played rock band all the time on his mm-hmm. 360, right? And whenever he got out of it and started to decide I'm going to play real instruments, he decided just, I could borrow his 360. Yeah. And he had Oblivion, and I love Oblivion, right? Mm-hmm. And I knew I loved it because my friend bought a 360 the day it came out. I played it for like a week, and then that friend decided to be a drug dealer and not follow me to school, and so I didn't even play it, right? So for years, I've been like, fuck, I want to get back to that game. So he was like, you can just borrow it, and yeah. he had that game. So I was like, all right, cool. And I play that shit all the time, and then while I had it, I got the red ring of death. Yep. And I called him, I was like, and I felt horrible. I was like, bro, you're, I broke your Xbox. I mean, I looked it up. It's just a thing that happens, but... You know, I don't know what to do. And he goes, well, he goes, I never registered. If you just call and get it replaced, you can just have it. Or like to get it fixed. So I called, paid $100 to get it fixed. And then the, they registered underneath my name. So then it was like mine. Right? Then it was yours. But then it was like every six months, mm-hmm. it went out again. I had to send it in. Sometimes it was under the warranty. Sometimes it wasn't. Yeah. And it just got so annoying mm-hmm. that I was like, I can never put this on a top five list. No, I understand. But I really enjoyed like that was probably the last time I actually cared about Call of Duty. Yeah, so that's that was what hooked it for me was Call of Duty. Um, uh, I think it was Black Ops Two. Now it, it's fucked up my Black hand Ops. movement. Like I mentioned a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, uh, because the way their controllers are shaped, where your middle fingers would be down here, uh-huh. I can't hold like this on a PS 
four controller yeah. like where they're up. Um, now people complain all the time about like the joystick placements. Like I'll lock them altered or I'll lock them together. I don't think it matters. Doesn't honestly, matter. I can do either one. No doubt. And when people are like, I'm just used to these buttons. It's like, to me, Y is triangle. X is A. Like, it's, just, it's simple. You know what the fuck? It, I don't know. I guess I've played with each one enough. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say one thing. And I totally forgot about the Xbox. Um, and maybe, I'm pretty sure it's on there. But definitely the 360. I love the Fable franchise. Yeah. I, I love the Fable games. Mm -hmm. And so that is honestly one of the biggest reasons for me to to own it. Like, I remember beating Fable 3 twice in three days. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Like starting new games. Yeah, like, just I love that shit. No, I remember. I mean, it was it was great, and really, it was Call of Duty that that really solidified me wanting to have that. And like I said, it was my first console that I had purchased. I played it all the time right. um, at the apartment. Uh, it was. I mean, well, it was. And fun. remember how like you used to be able to pretty easily get free months of Xbox Three of Xbox Live. Like you just buy games. Like here's three months free with this yeah. game. And you buy like a box of cereal. Here's a month free. Here's a month, the, yeah. And so like you would collect quite a bit of months. Um, because I did always hate the whole you had to pay for their online shit. And I know everything's like that now, and it's yeah. the way it goes. But at the time, I remember wanting a PS3. Um, and just spoiler, I do not have PS3 on my list. Um, I wanted one, but Rusty had one, and they the fucking layout of the PS3 was so shitty compared to the original 360's layout. Mm -hmm. Now I think 360 iterated too much and by the end i hated the way their ui looked yeah but at the beginning it was so clean and simple and the ps3s was like old it was like it was what this is weird now when i had a ps3 i got to love it and or whatever but it was still weird agreed i mean xbox 360 to me was really whenever i started getting into gaming with you yeah um because i had played games when i was younger but i just never really was game i was more sports than anything else right um so 360s were kind of Started that path. That's why I felt like I had to have it on here. Um, but yeah, four is 360. All right. My number four is the first console I owned, which was the NES. Yeah. Or the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yep. Uh, my Uncle Raymond went to the Marines when I was like four years old, mm -hmm. and he left it to me, but it was with my Aunt Rachel, uh, and she was like a year younger than him. And then Rachel, when she left, I finally, like, really got it, right? And there's still a sticker on it because fucking douchebag has it. Here's what happened. I gave it to Rachel's son because he was a little kid, and I was like, that's awesome, yeah. right? And then uh, cousin, my cousin's husband was like, well, I love old retro games and bought it off of him. And I'm like, well, fuck you for selling it, and then fuck you for buying it from this little kid, and it has my name on it. Yeah. It says Rachel and Aaron on it. Anyway, uh, I love that thing. I mean... I think my mom was great when she was like a single mom at that time because when I had a regular Nintendo, it was like me and my mom, my Aunt Rachel babysat me a lot. Yeah. Um, but I played so much Mario 3. Uh, I had Mario 1 as well, but I feel like I had Mario 1 and 3 when I, it was given to me. I had Ninja Gaiden 2 and 3, which now I know are two of the hardest games ever made, but at the time you didn't know, right? Yeah. You shot the games you had. And I remember going to flea markets to get games. Like, that. I never went to a store to get a regular Nintendo game. No. Like, we went to flea markets, and I remember my dad before he married my mom, uh, bought me Mario 2, because I had Mario 1 and 3, and then yeah. you get Mario 2, and you put it in, you're like, holy shit, there's nothing like 1 and 3. Mm -hmm. It's a totally different game. Um, but it being cool, yeah, right? And I want to say Rusty probably already had a Super Nintendo around this time, so I'd seen cooler shit, but what I had was the... It was, yeah. what I had, so right? Cool, yeah. And I had a black and white TV in my bedroom I hooked it up to, and mm -hmm. played it. 
I had this Mickey Mouse game I loved. I had a Tailspin game I really liked. Uh, I don't know. They just had a lot of cool, stupid games, and you could just play them. And you blew in them, and apparently that was actually bad for them in hindsight. Yeah. But as a kid, we had to – actually, I always remember putting rubbing alcohol on Q-tips and wiping them because that was the really way to make it work. But, like, apparently that, like, destroys shit. Yeah. Um, but we didn't know. Blow on the cartridge, blow in the right. console, you're good. Uh, but I feel like it had to be on my list, the NES, just because it was the first. Yeah. But honestly, in hindsight, outside of uh, Mario, I don't have huge memories. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, I remember these other games I had, but, like, those are the only ones I fucking love. Because I didn't play Final, the original Final Fantasy or yeah. anything. So it may, maybe it should be in 5 and Xbox 4. I don't know, but... Felt like it's the original Still. thing that got me into it. Yeah, no, I, I gotta you. gotta put it up there. I hear you. So my number three is gonna be the original Sega Genesis. Okay. Um, I remember there is a game. And it's Beavis and Butthead. And I don't remember the title. <laughs> yeah, I owned it. It was uh, so good because I remember my stepdad had got it for me. It was probably the one game that I got the closest to because it was like basically a point and click adventure game. Yeah. But just Beavis and Butthead mm-hmm. and. I got so close to the end, but it was hard. It was, was that's all I'll bring up. It was beyond, I don't remember where I got, I just remember I could never beat it, and I got so pissed at some point where I just stopped. Honestly, man, the Genesis should be on my list now that I think about it more, because I actually have probably more memories with the Genesis than like the NES, because mm-hmm. uh, it was the first one my, my mom bought me for Christmas. I just remember that, and then the, that was WWF back then, because um, I remember I always did Yokozuma or, uh, yeah, the photo. The photo um, looking one. Or with uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Yep. Um, and just use them and just destroy some people. Because uh, I remember when I got my tonsils out and adenoids um, that I had played that game consistently. But I just have so many fond memories. And I, the reason I bring that game up is on the Beavis and Butthead is because I thought you may have played it. Mm-hmm. But I could never, I don't remember where it's at. If I played it again, I'd probably remember where I got stuck at. But I just could not figure out how to go any further. Right, I remember. Um, I remember who I got with. I want to say it was Lewis, who's mm-hmm. kid next to me, like Rusty's best friend in high school, um, and maybe Rusty was there. This kid Ricky that lived around, uh, and I feel like it was at Lewis' house. I took my to go there, and we just tried to like figure it out. And it was like you had to go to the fast food restaurant, and you like had to figure out the code of the door, but you had to do all this shit to figure that out. Yeah. Like, and now I understand what a point and click adventure game is, but at that time. I, I mean, that's probably the first one I really played. Yeah. And I was just like, so you just click on shit and hopefully something happens different than it than last time. Like, I just didn't get it. But I loved Beavis. Actually, I did not love the the show Beavis and Butthead, but I did love the movie Beavis and Butthead to America. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wanted to beat it you want, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I remember Golden Axe on Sega Genesis being mm-hmm. fun. Uh, Sonic, I think, is a little overrated. I mean, it's cool, but... Like, I had friends that loved it, but I, I just didn't um, quite as much. And then they had a fighting game that came with my Genesis. I don't remember what it was called, but I remember it had a guy that looked like the dude from Star Trek. You know, the black guy with the visor. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, the black guy with the visor. I just remember Aladdin was on there. Yeah, I had Aladdin. I had ta- a Taz is that, game. Is that where Lion King was on? Was that the There console? was one on each. Uh-huh. Most games had a different game for Super Nintendo and Sega. Because like diff- they would give it out to different people. There's one, and I'm trying to, to find out, but there was one, and I, maybe it was a Ninja Turtle game that was on there. Could be. Ooh, Road Rash. Road Rash was one of my all-time favorite games in the Genesis. Did yeah. you ever play that? I did not. You were on a motorcycle, and then like 
you punched people like this, like to the left and right. So you go up behind, like you're race going to yeah, punch punched. someone off their motorcycle. Ooh, rock and roll racing. Um, also a great game. Um, yeah, it was um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Hyperstone Heist. Of course. <laughs> That's just funny. I mean, honestly, they used to be able to just sell games with licenses so easily. I didn't even know there was a Three Ninjas game. Me either. There's a Three Ninjas kickback video game on Sega. That's oh, crazy. All right. Uh, my number three, I'm going to go really specific with the Game Boy Advance SP. Okay. So you won Game Boy Color. Yep. All those are great. So after the Game Boy Color came the Game Boy Advance. Now Nintendo considers the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance, I want to say, as one thing, like on their sales number. It's like, we've sold this many. They count all those, I believe. Uh, Now something we briefly touched on when you were talking about your Game Boy Color one is that you would have all those accessories, right? Mm -hmm. The reason you had all those accessories was because the screen was kind of small and it was not backlit. And I think for any younger person today, for them to even understand what it means to see a, a digital screen that doesn't have a backlight. Yeah. Like, you would have to sit, like, in my house, because there's plenty of times I would just sit and play Pokemon on Game Boy Color, right? But I'd just sit by the lamp. Always by the lamp. At the end of the couch. Tilt it. Yep. So, so you it was at that it. angle. I know what you're talking about, man. Right? And, and then if you went outside, you had to get the perfect area because if the sun hit it just right, you couldn't <laughs> see shit at all. And I remember a lot of times, because we drove to Colorado because I had family there, mm-hmm. and I remember all the time it being, like, early in the morning, and you're, like, going underneath underpasses, and, like, yep. the shadows hit the car, and you can't see shit because it's too dark. And you're like, God, we got to get out of this tunnel. I need sunlight. <laughs> so, anyway, the Game Boy Advance SP changed the game. It was a clamshell, so like a flip phone, where it closed the screen on itself. It had a backlight. Yep. And it was the first Game Boy you did not have to buy batteries for. That's pretty- or get a battery pack, which would have been an accessory you would have had. Yeah. So, it plugged in a charge. Those battery packs did not last very long. They did not. So you plugged in the charge, it opened up uh, like a clamshell, and it was just amazing. Like, it played all the Game Boy games, all the Game Boy Color games, all the Game Boy Advance games. Game Boy Advance had, like we mentioned earlier, continue the Pokemon shit. I love the Golden Sun games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, I had a lot of Game Boy Advance games throughout the year. They, had, they put out all the old Final Fantasies on it. My Game Boy Advance SP, Will Krause borrowed with Final Fantasy VI, and never gave it back. So, and then I bought a Game Boy Advance. We have one in this house, uh-huh. a lime green one. I bought on eBay a couple of years ago for forty bucks because Koopy wanted to try out Pokemon. I go, well, I'll, I'll find a way. And then when she decided she liked it, we got her like a DS and yeah. all the new shit or whatever. Um, but the Advance was just great, and the SP. I mean, the SP was good enough that the I want to say the Game Boy Advance, the shortest lived console in Nintendo's history, and this was the second iteration of it. Yeah. So it probably had the smallest time frame for games to come out, and I'm still like, when I think of handhelds, I'm like, that one was the best. That was though. there. Well, I don't I'm know if it was the best. It was the best Nintendo one, I will say. Yeah. Um, just really enjoyed it. I mean, I know the DS is like awesome now, and everyone loves it. And the Switch is like basically their new portable, and I'm sure it's better in a lot of ways. But at the time period, um, I just really, really enjoyed it. For sure. So my number two is going to be Nintendo 64. It's a good one. Um. I mean, I assume you probably played a few of these. Number one game that I remember playing quite often was GoldenEye. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was obviously a huge one. Um, uh, Mario Kart Racing. 
uh, I think he was called Wave Runner. Yeah, Wave Runner sixty four. A I lot just, of games had the word sixty four at the end. That's true. Uh, that's I don't. I just. I mean, one of my top Runner. five games, which I brought up when we done that, is Ogre Battle sixty four, and mm-hmm. I love it on the sixty four. Now I don't have the Nintendo sixty four on my list mainly because I was so mad I didn't have a PS one when I had a Nintendo sixty four that it took away from my enjoyment of it right yeah like i saw other games on the ps1 and were like i want those so bad and then the it just made 64 like it looked all blocky and polygony in a mm-hmm. lot of ways and uh it was good for what it was it had all the four player games like i remember playing yeah, I'll mario say, parties a i'll lot. say mario party was sweet um there's a lot of cool things about it uh it just uh, i don't know the whole last cart gen- like you know the last generation used cartridges yep and all that uh but the controller, I never loved. All my controllers broke. Yeah. That I, joystick was weak as fuck. It was. Um, Mario Golf on there um, was... I just... I remember playing it at my buddy Devin's house, um, mm-hmm. who unfortunately lost his child not too long ago. Um, but uh, we just played that that all the time. And it was either... And it was Star Wars, and I believe it was something rogue. Uh, I, I could be wrong. Um, and then... Torok, obviously, like I mentioned, Goldeneye. Um, yeah, Rogue Squadron. That's what it was called. Yeah. Um, and I just, and then, like I mentioned, Wave Runner. I just. I like the pod racing game for the 64. Yeah. That and I just, cool. I don't know. I I really started liking that liking that console. But then, I don't know, maybe it was oh, probably six months afterwards um, where something happened and ours broke. And we just never got a new one. Yeah. Um, but I just remember playing it that often. But I didn't really want it afterwards because we got a PS2 after that. Right. Um, and it was just like, okay. I mean, it has uh, my favorite Zelda. I, I really like Orkana Time mm-hmm. or Orkana Time, whatever you pronounce it. Um, I never really played Mario 64, and that's considered one of the greatest games of all time. Yeah. And my friends had it, and I'd watch them play it, but I just never played it for whatever reason. Uh, so maybe I just missed out on some good ones, you know. But there are really good games on it. Mm-hmm. It's just when I think back in my life, I, I was just disappointed by it, I guess. I expected more because I didn't get a Super Nintendo until about the time I got a Nintendo 64. And then I bought someone else's, right? And those games on the Super Nintendo, to me, just seemed better than Nintendo 64. Yeah. So it was like... I just ugh. seen this game on here, Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, I loved banjo As soon as I had seen this picture, I go, I remember this crazy witch lady in the skull. Yeah, me um, and Jonathan played the fuck out of banjo I just remember that as soon as I looked at it. Um, But, I mean, there's... It, it is crazy, but I did see they, they have these games for sale right now. $40. Yeah. Some of them, Mario Kart 64, $80. Yeah, I mean, th- we have a couple stores here that sell old games, and I'll, I mean, out of all of the consoles, I am really thinking about buying a Nintendo 64, so it's funny it's on all my top five list, <laughs> and it's because I want to buy that Ogre Battle game, because it's just yeah. so hard to find. Um, is it I, and honestly, anything that's a cartridge-based, you'll probably collect, but anything with CDs, it's hard to collect a PS2 yeah, forever, right? Because no. you're not, it might not work to disc. <laughs> exactly, right. make it scratch. So, um, all right, my number two, um, this one actually, in hindsight, may not even should count because it's like kind of modern. Uh-huh. There is no new version of it, um, which is the PS Vita. Yeah. So I'm saying I'm putting PS Vita here instead of putting the PS One and PSP because I wanted both of those on my list, but I, I was like, I can't have them all PlayStation list, yeah. right? Uh, and the PS Vita can play every PSP game. Well, if it's online, because it doesn't play those little fucking weird plastic disc yeah. things. 
Um, but if they have it on the online store, it can. It play. It has almost all of the best PS1 games. It has all the Final Fantasies, Chrono Trigger. Just, I don't know, all the good ones you could think of. And you can also use your Vita to remote play your PS4. So I can take my Vita to my parents' house two hours away from my house. If I leave my PlayStation on suspend mode, I think I can just leave it off, actually. Mm-hmm. If I'm on their internet, I can connect to my PlayStation here. They just connect to the internet, and then I can play it from there. And it's awesome. It's amazing technology. But um, I just get really excited when I get a new Vita game that I like. Now, it is kind of hard because the Vita does have a lot of smaller games, and those are fun and all. But when you find like a like Persona 4 I'll play on, that's like a 100-hour game. Mm-hmm. I play the fuck out of that game on this little handheld. They're out like I don't yeah. know. There's something about nothing because we grew up with so many Game Boys and sort of things. It just seems more like you're into it more when the screen's that much closer to your face or something. Right? Yeah. I don't know. There's something different about playing a handheld than um, whatever. And like this week, when I said I watched Trailer Park Boys, I watched those on my Vita yeah. at work. Right. So it's like it can do that. So it has all the modern stuff. Has all these older games that are awesome. Because I've been a PlayStation Plus member forever, I've gotten like hundred free games for yeah. it over the years. Um, so yeah, I really love the Vita. One of the first things I did was bought a sixty-four gigabyte flash drive from Japan because they don't make them in America for them, and so I have like the biggest hard drive possible for it. Yeah. I have probably fifty games on it, and it's not even close to being filled up. Yeah, because the games are, are a yeah, lot smaller. Bit, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I just love the Vita, so I thought it deserved to be number two. Uh-huh. I don't think I don't know if they'll ever do a Vita two or you know whatever the next one was the psp probably had a bigger impact on me honestly from when it was i loved the psp right it was so much fun um i just put the vita because all the psp games can work on it Mm -hmm. so it kind of gives a a good catch-all but the psp had like tactic final fantasy tactics and final fantasy 7 crisis core all these games that i really really like um and the psp could be hacked to put old super nintendo games on it so there's a lot of cool things there too that's pretty sweet um but the Vita, I really like. It's probably my favorite thing that I use. Today? Today. I mean, I'll do like my... P- it depends on the game. Certain games, you want a big TV. Some yeah, ones, you want you a have handheld. On I hear you. So, um, my number one is a PS3. Okay. Because um, that is the one that I have played the most games on, besides our current console of the PS4. Right. I'd say um, you probably played more on PS3. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, I don't know how many times we lived in the apartment that we played, whether it was Skyrim, NBA, Tiger Woods, golf. The show. Play the, um, the show. Yeah, MLB, the show. I mean, I don't know how many times, whether and then uh, ba- Battlefield. Oh, the um, sports move game I had. Yeah. Play oh, that. man. With some bocce ball. Oh, yeah. um, but no, I loved the PS3. Um, I still wish mine worked. I don't. I went through that long process of trying to get it fixed, and it only loads to like forty something percent. Yep. And then it says it crashes, which just sucks. Because um, I'm not gonna go buy one. I've got a PS4. I'm good without it. Um, yep, happened to me too. But that's that's my favorite uh, console. I had to have it on there as number one. So PS3 number one overall. Yeah. Um. I do enjoy the PS3. I didn't have it on my list. I figured you would. Mm-hmm. Uh. I mean, I want to say I'm disappointed, but like a lot of the games early on were let down. It's like I didn't really like Resistance. I didn't like Kill Zone. Mm-hmm. A lot of the earlier exclusives I didn't like. Now, The Last of Us is like amazing. I mean, the P- Grand Theft Auto is there towards the end. Yeah. A lot of the end, the games at the end are like awesome. amazing. Yeah. Like they got real good. And it's hard to think back. Like that was the longest video game cycle ever. Yeah. There was no console cycle that ever lasted longer than the 360 and PS3 generation. So they had a lot of time to make an impact. We did play it a lot. Um, Skyrim was, I mean, 
I put so many hours into yeah, that game. Hundreds. Right. So maybe PS3 should maybe be up there. Uh, I, I will just say, like, the layout was shitty. They made a layout exactly like a PSP. So I knew how to do it because I had a PSP. Yeah. But you shouldn't have your console's layout to be the same as a handheld. I agree. I don't think, in my opinion. Uh, the PlayStation Store originally wasn't even a thing until they re- realized, like, the 360 was killing it. And they added it, and it was a web browser. Yeah, it was It wasn't even it an was app. Shitty. Pull up the internet. Um, so there was a lot of shortcomings with it. Mm-hmm. But I always just like Sony PlayStation things. I always will be gravitate towards that. So, Agreed. and I like their controllers. Um, they're just they felt the same from PS One, Two, yeah. and Three. So like I already knew how to was no change there at or whatever. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, they had Netflix. Yeah, that was a big deal at the time. I want to say that I remember that stat coming out and how it was surprising when Netflix released like what are people watching the most on? Like the PS3 was actually more than the 360 because the 360 outsold the PS3 by a lot at the beginning, but by the end, the PS3 caught up. Yeah. Um, I mean like me, I had that 360 at first. And once I got tired of getting, sending it in, I go, fuck it. I'm buying a PS3. Yeah. And that's what I did. Um, so yeah, I think that's a really good choice. Really good choice. And then my number one, I went with the PS2. Yeah. I mean, I figured you would. And really it all, to keep it simple, it all boils down to it had a DVD player. Yeah, that's it. The PS2 is the first DVD player of millions and millions of teenage boys um, and girls and anyone, I'm sure, across America. Like, no one had a DVD player, at least of my friends, until, I mean, someone's parents may have I here mean, there. you had it with the Xbox, but you had to buy those attachments, and if you don't have the attachment, it didn't work. But the Xbox came out after the PS2. That's true, yeah. So, like, to me, like, you got the PS2, and also with the PS2, I mean, I remember when I was getting my, I knew I was getting a PS2 for Christmas and I went and was buying games before I even bought it. Yeah. And I bought Final Fantasy 10. I just stared at it every day. And when I got on Christmas, I played it and I was so excited and just slowly throughout that day, just got more and more disappointed. I was <laughs> like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, but I remember like the shit was, that was the last time we made a huge jump mm-hmm. from console wise. Yeah. Cause like, for instance, like at the end of the PS2, like God of War 3 on the PS2 looks pretty good. Sure, PS3 graphics did look better. For sure. But it wasn't like, I mean, you were like, well, of course it's going to look that good. Whereas from like the PS1 to PS2 is like this jump of like, holy fuck. Yeah. You don't have blocks everywhere. Like, that's crazy. And so like it was probably the last giant jump, anything from that point on, and even us moving forward, it'll be so minute because games look so good. Yeah. Like, even if they get 100% realistic. From what they are now to that is not as a big jump as what we've come from, no, right? No, for sure. Um, so anyway, I did. I really like the PS2. Uh, me and you at our apartment when the 360 was a thing, we played the fuck out of PS2. Yeah, we did. Um, and like when I lived in the other apartments, like I've always kept mine around. Uh, we, me and Marshall, had years and years of NCAA football <laughs> for the Alaska State Tech Rockets. And then me and you played so much, or mainly me and Clayton helped and you were around. Yeah. Played so much Monster Ranger, Monster Ranger. 5 on that, that it was, I don't know how it's still running. <laughs> I ended up giving it to Shad because he wanted it, but I'm, I don't, who knows where that's yeah, at now. Who knows? Um, but I really enjoyed it. I love every Grand Theft Auto 3. I, I skipped Vice City immediately. And then San Andreas, I love, um, which has really great games. I mean, yeah. it invented the open world games kind mm-hmm. of was a thing there. Um, I know Rusty played Final Fantasy Eleven on it online, so it did have online capabilities. You just had to like buy a hard drive and put into it. They had an extension yep. in the back, and then you could plug it in in the Ethernet. And you had to do a lot to it, 
But I remember when Rusty got that hard drive, he could then just rent games and then download the game data to his hard drive and just have it. And just have it there, yeah. And I was like, this is the biggest fucking cheat. Get around. It's awesome. Um, but anyway, the PS2, I just think, was the probably the biggest deal in my life of like, oh, this shit's crazy. And then it gets, like I mentioned, I mean, I got an Xbox after I had a PS2, and it was cool, too. Um, but the PS2, like, Kingdom Hearts was a big yeah. deal. I've let your wife borrow that because she might play it. Yeah. Because I think she had some memories with it. But there were just certain games that were just like, oh, these games are so awesome. For sure. Um, and they're so realistic. <laughs> I hear you. All right. So that's what we got this week. Again, long episode. Maybe we can cut it down to where it's not so quite as long as it is right now. Yeah. Um, the only honorable mentions we didn't mention was Super Nintendo. And yeah. I really liked Super Nintendo. But like I said, I didn't have it when it was new. Yeah. I got it after like the N64 already came out and I was going back and playing stuff. Yep. And so it just didn't have quite the same impact. Yeah. My only other one was the Sega Game Gear um, because of Robocop and Power Rangers. Yeah. My friend Jonathan had one for a minute and he had a Sonic game, but I just remember the batteries did not last long and it took like um, eight D batteries. Well, I think mine, I could be wrong, took like six or eight double A batteries. Okay. I um, remember his, maybe he had the, I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure it existed a portable Genesis. Yeah, I mean, I just remember... But when we looked at it, I was thinking, oh, we couldn't find yeah, it. Yeah, so. I mean, and it may have been like those, you know, couple hundred that were made or whatever. Right. Um. So, anyways, next week, Mo, what is our top five? Uh, Top five favorite animals. Sweet. So, that'll be a little different than normal. Yeah, it will but be. But I know what my number one is. I know the rest, I'm going to have to... Because I want to, I kind of want to go for like, one of those kids love zebras, throw them in the list. Yeah. And then another part wants to be like, no, but what are some fucking kick-ass animals? Well, I'm going with, me and Jill had this crazy discussion one night of if we die and come back as an animal, what animal would we be? And that's, that's my number one. I'm going to do a sloth. <laughs> Real chill, guys. Yeah, hanging out. Um. All right, and I had one joke. Okay. I had this joke pop in my head yesterday, and I was like, man, if I could come up with like a good 10 or 15 of these, I could just do like a whole little thing on our podcast, a whole segment of them. Mm -hmm. And then I started thinking of other ones for like a few minutes. I was like, I'm never going to think of it. <laughs> um, here is my joke. Here's my idea for it. Okay. Is coming up with new podcast titles mm -hmm. with ideas. So if you come up with any cool ones like this, we'll do it again. Or okay. anyone listening, because they're probably better than me. But I have an idea for a podcast called Belly Buttons. Okay. Where all questions have to end with, are you in or are you out? <laughs> That's belly good. buttons and then i was like oh i'll come with a bunch of these that <laughs> was just staring was at my good. phone like nope <laughs> that was all i had <laughs> one good one all right so anyway that might be our next podcast sweet all right um and i think that's all we got man yeah that's it all right again email us all that shit yeah email us at the powwow with mo at gmail.com guys peace peace, peace.